This podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. Roddy! Good morning, boys and girls. Welcome aboard and time to rock and roll on a beautiful Monday. I hope you all are doing well. Hope you're feeling good. I know I'm feeling good because I'm watching that crypto market take off. Yeah, baby. 26,000 today. All right. Bitcoin's hit 25 a couple times and then it's gone back a little bit. And today it's going to it's going to hit 26. Watch. It's about to hit 25 right now. But today I think it starts to take a, another stage forward. And uh, we can thank our friends in Asia. Uh, for doing all of that, because that's where that that's where this pump is coming from. Anyway, welcome aboard, folks. Time to have some fun here on the program. Not a lot going on, obviously. We had uh, the All-Star Weekend out there, so uh, I don't know how many of you watched it. I, I got to say something. I got to I want to thank um, YouTube because YouTube allows me to not have to watch something. And, you know, I could DVR it and then start fast forwarding, but YouTube condenses it for me and I'm just able to watch it right after, which is just an absolutely beautiful thing, man. <laughs> you know, So uh, I saw the McClung kid, the Mac McClung kid win the uh, dunk contest. So that was uh, that was uh, it's it's a cool little story for him, man. I mean, I mean, the guy made 100 grand. Uh, off of that so you know it's uh, it's a cool thing so uh, not a lot going on obviously Panthers lost on Saturday today at one o'clock uh, when we get off the air they'll they'll be on uh, rocking and rolling and taking on the the Ducks to play a bad team so hopefully they can pick up a victory because the Predators kicked their ass on uh, on Saturday as they uh, continue to waffle there at the bottom of the uh, standings and trying to sneak into the playoffs we'll see what ends up happening there so we've got all of that uh richard belzer passes away law and order comedian scarface uh all kinds of uh stuff uh with richard uh passes away at the age of 78 i saw that uh, over the weekend uh we did have our crypto bro show uh on saturday and I'm, I'm thinking about now uh starting to do a few of them a week now and adding a, a few more uh, I appreciate it if you haven't seen uh, and or either watched or listened to the episode because you get the options of watching my ugly puss uh, talk about it. Or uh, if you want to listen to it, you can do that, too, uh, on uh, on on the uh, on the platform. So you've got all those options. I gave you my crypto picks of the week. And uh, we talked about uh, Polygon, Chainlink, uh, Ethereum, Bitcoin. Uh, talked about some of the big boys and the moves that uh, they're expected uh, to make. So we've got all of that going on. So if you want to uh, check out the crypto show or the crypto segments, which uh, Sean uh, did a great job of breaking some of them up on the video side. So that way, you know, short attention span, folks, or you just don't have a lot of time on your hands and you just want to catch a quick segment. You can do that like you do with our regular show. So we've got all of that going on, which is a beautiful thing. What else do we have going on? We've got some stuff in football. We've got the Heat uh, making two acquisitions. Um, and let, let's uh, let's get into it a little bit with the Miami Heat. Obviously, the Heat 
um, having uh, what I guess what we call by their standards uh, a mediocre season. It's not really a good team. But I will say this. The Kevin Love acquisition makes sense. Okay? You don't have to give up anything. He's a free agent. So it's a great move for the Heat overall. Is it going to put you over the top? No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, but what it's going to do is it's going to fill a need that you have that is really bad. You don't have power, real power forwards. You need some help in rebounding. You need some help on defense. And you certainly need help in the three-point area because you just don't have enough people that are able to shoot the three. And you certainly don't have guys his size that can shoot the three. So it's an element that you're adding. The Cody Zeller thing, I get it. You know, another big body, a veteran guy. You're coming down the stretch. You need experience. You need some toughness. So you get one of those blue-collar guys that can help you out in the boards and a little defense. And that's kind of who he is, a role player. He's probably right now a better role player than Orlando Robinson or Dwayne Dedman was or something along those lines. And remember, you're getting your saving back, too. So I, I don't know how much, you know, that that Cody might be an insurance to, to your, your saving. You know what I'm saying? And so that's probably why you signed a guy like that, because even if he doesn't end up playing because Yurt comes back and looks good and you're going to roll with your own guy first. So I almost get a feeling like Zellner's kind of a, an insurance policy more than anything else. But the guy, they're remember, they don't have a, a big rotation. So they've got most of the guys. You're only going to add an element or two, possibly. And so that's why the Zellner thing, I think it's kind of, it's either or. You know, Yurt comes back fine, then it'll be Yurt with love. If, if Yurt doesn't come back from that foot surgery and doesn't look himself and is not able to rebound, because one thing you know Yurt Saban can do is rebound. He has the skill set to shoot. Like, you see it there. It's there. It, it needs to be polished and worked on. But he doesn't have an ugly shot. Like, there, there's something there. You could see it, right? You know? So, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Now, again, the, this team is what they are. They're, they're, the, nothing changed here. You know, it just ha it might have a little more chemistry. It might be slightly a little better but it's not really going to make a big-time difference that it should result into a deep run in the East. You know, unless the, the our only saving grace as Heat fans, let's just let's be honest, okay? It's if they turn it on and play like they haven't played all year. That's all. Like, they've been saving it, which sounds ridiculous, of course. But that's, that's like, and that really sounds crazy that that would be the case, because it's not. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're not saving shit. They're not going anywhere. You know what I'm saying? But uh, that that's it. I, I just don't see much hope in this team because you have – it's poorly constructed. There's just too many two-point shooters on this team. They have to struggle to score. And it's just, you know, that's not good enough unfortunately you know what i'm saying so nice move getting kevin love i understand the zellner insurance backup slot all that stuff uh heat by the way are off till friday when they take on the bucks but we'll see what happens i i just 
I can't sit here and tell you that I'm excited about the heat or the prospects of the heat. I, I, I just, there isn't any proof right now that would get me excited. I'm just, listen, I'll be happy that at least they make the playoffs. And we can't take that for granted because every city in the NBA doesn't get to do that all the time. And under Pat Riley, you know, I don't know how long he's been here exactly now. But what, in the last, let's say, 25 years, you probably made the playoffs 22 times, you know, 23 or something. You, you rarely ever miss the playoffs. Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good, you know. And, and they'll, they'll figure it out. They've made a lot of bad decisions. I've said it many times already. All right. I'm not saying for Riley to quit or fire him or Mickey sell a team, but those two, they need to turn it up. They they've 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 been on a mediocre streak and and Eric Spolster has been bailing their asses out for a while. Um, they need to do better in, in the next couple of years here as they try to hopefully rebuild this team up and get some of these too many old people, too many old contracts you you cannot tie yourself down to that many that many players like that and that kind of money too uh let's go to the roll call steve chapman is in the house says all-star game was tough to watch i lasted about five minutes gotta do what i do steve go to youtube wait for them to put together the condensed highlights and then you just watch it real quick within minutes and you're done uh brian walters is in the house and he does remind everybody to smash the hell out of the like button it's very important very important that you smash the hell out of the like button visit our amazing sponsors brian ratke is in the house rick d man is in the house steven gonzalez is in the house Two a time. I was so sports starved last night. I tried to watch the NBA All Star game and lasted about ten minutes. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't even, I didn't bother to watch the game. I didn't watch anything. I just watched uh, the the condensed highlights real quick of the three point contest, of the dunk contest, and uh, oh, and the DK Metcalf stuff. And that's it. I didn't see anything. I didn't watch one second of the All Star. I don't watch the Pro Bowl. I don't watch the NBA All-Star game. I don't watch the NHL All-Star game. The only game I watch is the baseball All-Star game. It's the only one I watch. It's the only one worth watching. All the other games are a joke. It's it's just not worth it. Um, Kyle Cockrell is in. Mr. X. Alex Palenzuela. Brian Ratke says, Crypto Bro Show is awesome for me. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for checking it out. And we're... And we're taking kind of a, um, you know, um, an early uh, investor's approach. So I'm trying to explain things like if everybody's a newbie at this. And that's kind of the way I want to do it because there's a lot of people, most people are going to be new, you know, to crypto. They're not going to be seasoned veterans and things like that. So I'm trying to do it that way. So thank you very much. The downloads were terrific this weekend. The audio downloads. Video not so good yet. We got to pick up the video uh, views on that one. But um, the audio side, uh, a lot of you are downloading it. So thank you very much. I appreciate that immensely. Rosendo uh, says, uh, happy, uh, good morning, Big O Nation. Happy President's Day. Trust in God completely. No matter the situation, lean on his understanding, not yours. He, is, uh, he guides your steps this week and always. By the way, uh, old Joe is in uh, 
is in um what's it called in ukraine how about that deadbeat joe made it out to ukraine hanging out with Zelensky. uh lisa rose is in the house omar lopez george cuello heat is back big o uh ritter is in the house DJ Galaga is in the house. Uh, there we go. The Wayne D experience. Frankie Fresco says, what do you think? I like the new uh, inter unis. They're cool. They're cool. I'm good with them. Nothing wrong with it. I'm, I'm looking forward to the season, man. You know. Uh, Christopher wants to know who are, whom, who are our guests today? Uh, Cameron Wolf, uh, Ira Winderman first and Cameron Wolf will be joining us. Andy Barron's we move to tomorrow. Okay. Uh, morning. Uh, what are your thoughts on Eric Bienemy? Big O, did you get to watch, uh, Wingfield's interview with Fangio? Yes, I saw it. Uh, a good interview, mostly, you know, um, mostly uh generic answers but he the, i did like that he said he uh he he designed a couple of new coverages that he's uh try, you know dying to uh, try so the, he was always working already and then there was one other nugget uh in that interview so there was a couple of nuggets in that interview that were pretty good uh from it but overall kind of the answers you expect you know from the coach uh overall but listen man I, i'm just glad they got him that's all I'm just glad they got it. George says, Big O, I need your cash app. Well, Cash Big O Show. That's Cash Big O Show on Cash App or Venmo if you guys want to make a donation. Remember, Bitcoin donations are always welcomed. So, but there you go. Cash App or Venmo, Cash Big O Show. Thank you, George. Tim Supley is in. Uh, I know it does not matter, but you can you articulate on why the Tua canceled the interviews? Um, yeah, I, I, we talked a little bit about it. Big O, good morning. When you smash the like button for rebroadcast, is, yes, yes, yeah. If you haven't hit the like button and it's and it's white and it's empty inside, that's you want to color it in, man. Every time, any video you go to, do it. Now, it's not live. The recorded ones, all that. Hell yeah, man. Hit the like button everywhere on all the replays, whatever you're watching. Yes, please. Definitely. We need it. It's very, very important. It's a, it's an amazing thing that you're doing for all of us. Um, good morning, Big O and everyone. It's from Canes Dolphins. Uh, Tim Supley wants to sign one of the Edmonds boys. Lots of people do. We'll find out if they become available. Big O, did you pick a winner already for the boxing event? No, I have not. I have not. I will do that today. And uh, we are giving away. All right, here we go. I'm going to get into uh, the Eric Bieniemy thing in a second. But let's get into some of the giveaways. We've got five pairs of tickets for the Drone Race League. Okay? Uh, for those of you that, uh, that saw our interview, I think it was Thursday, if I'm correct, right? Uh, Thursday, we had Alex Vanover on from the Drone Racing League. And the Drone Racing League is going to have their event at Lone Depot Park. And that will be on February 25th, if I'm correct, right? I, I'm pretty sure I'm correct here. Let me, let me make sure that I am. Yes, February 25th 
will be at the drone will be at Lone Depot Park, the Drone Racing League. I've got five pairs of tickets. DM me on Twitter at Big O Show or on Instagram, Big O Radio Show, and tell me why you want to go with somebody to the Drone Racing League on the 25th. Then we've also got a two pairs of tickets that we're going to give away for the boxing event on February 24th at Hialeah Park. But then we've also got a twist. We're also going to give away a pair of uh, buffet tickets. The buffet is awesome. Sean will attest that the buffet is awesome. It's the reason why he'll be there on the 24th. He's there more for the buffet than the boxing. Let's just be honest. And I don't blame him because the buffet is delicious. So we've got a pair, a couple pair of tickets. We're going to give away more in the, at the end of the week here. But we've got a couple of pairs. Now, here's the thing. In order to win the buffet passes, Hialeah Park has either 700 plus, 800 plus, or 900 plus machines inside their building. How many? You got to take a guess. The person closest to the exact number will win a pair of buffet passes. So there you go. If multiple people are tied, then we will pick a winner out of, you know, those, that group. Uh, that's what we'll do. So it'll be a raffle either way because, I don't know, two of you go 777 and it's 778. Well, you know, then we've got to pick between you two. So we'll make a little raffle between the two winners and, and we will contact you. Again, DM me, Big O Show on Twitter. Big O Radio Show on on uh, Instagram, okay? Do not tweet me. Let's not cloud, you know, cl uh, clutter the timeline. DM me, okay? Instagram, Big O Radio Show. Twitter, Big O Show, okay? For that. And then we've got, what's, uh, what's the other thing? I've got something else to give away now. DRL tickets, boxing tickets. Damn it. What else do I know? I have something else to give away, bro. Oh, yes. Youth fair passes. Forgot. So we got that too. Um, you can start that. I will not do today. Uh, I'm going to do today and tomorrow. I'll do the DRL and the, and the boxing. So get it in in the next 48 hours here. Make your guess and all that stuff if you want to win the buffet tickets. Um, and, and and by the way, um, the buffet tickets with the boxing tickets, okay, if you happen to win the boxing tickets without the buffet, don't tell me you're not going then, okay? We're, we're not going to – because if you do that and you don't pick up the tickets because you didn't win the buffet tickets – um, I'll just keep your name and, and exclude you from all drawings from here on out. Just so you'll know. Okay. So don't sign up for the boxing tickets. If you don't want to go to the boxing tickets, if you don't want to go. Okay. If you're just trying to win the free food and you don't win the free food, but you win the pair of tickets and you don't use them, there'll be a price to pay. Just want you to know that. Okay. Just so you'll know. Okay. Cause if you want to be a dick, then I'll be a bigger dick. That's usually, that's the, you know, like I had a guy today go to me, hey, oh, what? No more sports tweets. And I'm like, dude, 
check the timeline. There's lots of sports tweets. There's one blowing up of Eric Bieniemy that I talked about. I, I just tweeted out Cameron Wolf's uh, conversation with myself, you know, uh, whatever, all kinds of stuff. But yeah, there's there's uh, crypto there. There's music. There's Richard Belzer. There's dogs. There's there's a life. Uh, maybe some politics so I can have fun at, you know, Joe Biden or, or Trump's expense or something like that. Sure. If I have a shot at taking uh, a shot at some of the, the deadbeats that we put in office for sure, I'm going to do that too. I'm surprised deadbeat Joe made it all the way to Ukraine, bro. I, I saw, I saw Zelensky like walking extra slow just for him anyway. So, um, no, it, it's just like, you know, what do you want, bro? You want dense radio? You want dense Twitter? It's just Neanderthal sports? Uh, no, that's not who I am. You know, our show's a little bit more than just that. So you're you're going to get sports, but you're going to get a little life, and you're going to get music, and you're going to get all kinds of things. And if if you haven't figured that out about me, you know, I can't, I can't really help you. Anyway... Um, big away, big O, those giveaways never comes to me. I won your super sand enchantment forest giveaway, and the parade of the giveaway never gave crap. What, um, uh, too extreme, they were there. You didn't take advantage. If you want them, the tickets were at the will call. If you didn't go, that's your problem, not mine. But the Santa's enchanted forest tickets were there. We gave away plenty of them, so you know, but that's all right. Big O, how is Trump a deadbeat? Uh, they're all deadbeats. Oh, no, Trump is a criminal more than a deadbeat, actually. He's a piece of crap more than he is a deadbeat. He's a cheater more than he is a deadbeat. What more? You you need me to add more adjectives? He's a loser. He constantly loses. He loses to deadbeats like Joe Biden and and Hillary. He lost to Hillary, dude. He lost by 3 million votes to sorry-ass Hillary. You know how pathetic it is to lose to Hillary? Yeah, yeah. So Trump's a king-size loser, my brother. So there you go. Uh, I, I hope that was clear enough for you, John Campbell. Uh, anyway, yes, prayers for President Carter. Yes. But he is 94. He's a pretty good man to live 94. You are you are you're killing it bro living it to 94 that is awesome anybody once you get to the 70s i think you're blessed once you get to the 80s you're like you're a stud once you get to the 90s you're playing with house money man i mean seriously it's pretty strong and and you know the best thing for for jimmy he he did so many good things for people you know, he was the ultimate philanthropist. And that's the one thing about Carter's life post-presidency, the impact he made. Just he never stopped working for other human beings, which was the amazing part of Jimmy Carter. I'll tell you that. You got to give him credit for that. Uh, Richard Belzer had a great range as a star. He was funny as a comedian and as munch on Law and Order. He was awesome. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I Obviously, I'm... I'm a little older than and then a lot of the people watching and listening. So at 56, I got to enjoy him coming up as a comedian, you know? So that's kind of where I remember him most. 
You know, I know the Law and Order fans are going to remember him that way. I, I'm I'm a Law and Order guy. Like I, if I run into an episode and I'm not watching anything, and I'll stop and okay, let me. And I'm I'm uh, the episode's about a quarter in. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what's going on and then I watch it to the end and then I just go channel surf somewhere else. That's the law and order fan that I've always been. I've never been the guy that was religiously watching it and can tell you about all the characters and all that. It's when I would run into law and order, it's because I'm not watching anything else at the moment. I'm just going to finish out the final half hour of the show or something like that, you know, that kind of stuff. So I can't necessarily say, you know, so it's uh it's all good oh man uh john campbell says you're still my number one big o well you know thank you my brother hope you have better decisions on the on the on the political side uh big o are you a cheech or a chong fan uh i'm a ray dong chong fan how about that there you go Instead of Cheech or Chong, let's go with Ray Don Chong. All right? Too funny. You guys are a trip. All right, I'll get into some of the stuff that you guys asked about after Ira, because we're going to run into, uh, uh, I can't get into the BNME stuff. And what was the other thing you guys asked me about? Uh, I'll get into a couple of those questions on the other side after uh after Ira. Yes, sir, Sean. I'm sorry to jump in like this, and uh, but I don't know if you're going to see uh, Iris saying he's tomorrow at 1030. He talked to you. Oh, it is. Oh, oh, my bad. My bad. That's right. He is Tuesday. My bad. All right. So let's get into Eric. Bien sorry, I didn't want to okay. interrupt. I was waiting until you still no, blow it. So. That's fine. Well, I'm sorry. If there's one thing I can do is talk. I don't. I don't have. I don't worry uh, at all about that. So, uh, you know, uh, let's let's. I, I love talking about an MVP, a Cutter's Edge MVP, because when we talk about a Cutter's Edge MVP, we're talking about somebody that you've got to admire. Okay, and it is time for our Cutter's Edge MVP. Who's last night's MVP? For your complete landscape solutions anywhere in South Florida, there's only one MVP. CuttersEdgePro.com. Here's our CuttersEdgePro.com MVP of the night. All right, all right, all right. There it is. All right, let's get into my MVP. And this one's going to be kind of uh, a, um, a curveball at you. Because it wasn't about a game last night. It was about Eric Bieniemy. That's my MVP. And Eric Bieniemy has, uh, has taken the job for the Washington Commanders to be the offensive coordinator. I almost said Redskins. I, I swear. I almost said it. Um, I, I still have to get used to it. And so for the Washington Commanders, he is going to become the offensive coordinator. And it's an interesting uh, reaction that uh, people had. Oh, why is he taking? Oh, he should have stayed in Kansas City. And I got to tell you something. You know, there are times that you have to find out about yourself. And the worst thing in the world is to live with regrets. 
oh man, I didn't do this. What if I did this? What if, and, and then you, and then you sit back and we all live with regrets. You live with them. I live with them. We all have all kinds of regrets that we live with and they get piled in our memory. They get piled in our history and it's things that we wish we would have done things. We wish we would have tried things. We regret. We didn't try opportunities. We had, you know, and I'll give you one for me. Uh, the dot-com thing. I had an opportunity to make a lot of money back in the dot-com, um, craze when it hit and I missed out on it. And so for me, a lot of what's going on with crypto, I think it's kind of my second chance to take advantage of something that I think is going to be just absolutely, you know, a way of life for us. So that's my regret, you know, dot com. And um, it, it's uh, like me we have many things we could have done, things we could have tried, all that kind of stuff. The easiest thing is to stay in a comfort zone. The easiest thing in life is not to take on challenges. But if you're afraid to take on challenges, then you'll never succeed. And by the way, all success is fed off of failure. Everyone. Okay? The guy that opens up a business, that was probably his third business before it became successful. The man or woman that learned how to ride a bike probably fell off that bike a bunch of times before. Uh, you learned how to drive clutch. You probably burned your first clutch in the process of learning how to do it. It doesn't matter what it is in life. You're going to fail before you succeed. Right? You're going to be pain. You're going to be a. You're going to be an artist, right? Your first painting is going to suck. But it's going to get better and then better and better because you have a skill set that you are sharpening. And so all, every bit of success, Michael Jordan was cut from his JV team. Cut. At, he was cut at the high school level. At the JV high school level. And one of the things about failure is it, it, I think it all depends on the person. How do you look at failure? Do you look at it like, okay, oh, woe is me? Or do you look at it like, okay, what happened here? Why didn't it work out for me? Okay, this is why it didn't work out for me. Okay, so now this is what I've got to do next time. Because you've got to use your failure as a lesson, not a detriment to try to become successful. You can't use a failure and then give up and say, well, nah, you know, it didn't work out. I couldn't do it. So Eric Bieniemy could easily stay with Andy Reid, the culture of Kansas City, keep running the offense under his shadow, not really getting any of the credit, no matter how much Andy Reid gives you credit, we're not going to give the credit to Nagy or to Peterson or to any of those people until you go out on your own. Because until then, you're under the incredible umbrella that is Andy Reid. So if you want to grow on your own, 
then you've got to go out on your own. And you've got to take that chance. And if he fails, then so be it. But he will not live with the regret that he didn't try. And I listen, I get it. Daniel Snyder, Washington, terrible organization. I get all of that, man. You know, I tried to um, I tried to put together a um, a radio format with somebody that, you know, pretty much is a is an absolute deadbeat in this business, has zero talent and obviously didn't have what it takes to be an owner. But I tried. What am I going to do? It failed. OK, what am I going to go cry in a corner and forget about it? No, dude, I'll learn from that like I did. And then I move on to the next thing. That's it. Sean and I did a couple things before we did this that it didn't go well. So what are we going to do? Cry in a corner and well, woe is me and oh, bullshit, dude. We move on to the next challenge. We learn, which, by the way, I did. I learned from some of those. And then I added elements that helped this show take off even more. And it's been, you know, successful enough that we can make a living from it and we could do it every single day. I mean, life is you're 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 gonna you're gonna have setbacks. And you gotta find a way to overcome. But what you don't wanna be is a person living with regrets. What you don't wanna be is a person who never tried to be the best that they could be. Because Eric Bieniemy might become one hell of a head coach, but he wasn't going to become a head coach in the position he was in under Andy Reid. So now he has to leave and leave that shadow and now develop it on his own in Washington. And so now he's got to, if he goes there and proves that he can develop an offense and a quarterback or maximize an offense, even if the quarterback is not necessarily ideal, but somewhat limited, people will then credit him. And then he'll then they'll say, okay, this guy proved that he's a hell of a coach. Let me get him now as a head coach. But you'll never get there if you don't take the chance. And I commend him. He's my MVP because he is what the American dream is all about. You got to go out. You got to kick doors down. Sometimes you're not going to get the best position available. Sometimes you're not going to get the best time slot available. You know? That's just kind of the way this business goes, right? In my business sometimes. Sometimes you're not going to work with the best companies. Sometimes you're going to work with companies that don't have any money, owners that may not have any money, owners that don't know what the hell they're doing, companies that are, you know, doing, trying to sell the business, so they're trying to cut every corner possible. These are things that you have to live with. Sean knows he's worked in places where they don't have any resources, and yet they're asking you to go do your job. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, dude, you're not providing us any resources. You got to do it. You got to try to overcome. No, nothing is perfect in life. And I'm sure many of you have taken jobs where the environment wasn't perfect, but you found a way to thrive. You found a way to make it better. You found a way to make yourself better. And then you use it as a stepping stone to go somewhere else. I'm proud of Eric Bieniemy. I don't know if he's going to succeed there or not. I'm not sure about that. But I am proud of him that he is willing to take the chance and go on his own and make his own name. 
because the easiest and most cowardice thing to do is to stay where you're at in a comfort zone because you don't want to find out if you can do it on your own. So you, you're, you'd rather live with that regret and just deal with the safety net of being there. And then when Andy Reid retires, they might cast you aside and go find somebody else. Now you go out and kick some ass if you develop your name to the point where now people look at you, Eric Bieniemy, the coach, maybe when Andy Reid steps down, they bring you back. You just never know. But you were never going to get there by staying where you're at. And Eric Bieniemy should be the example for all of us in life. If you want something, you need to go after it. Sometimes it's not going to be the best scenario. Sometimes you're not going to be in the best situation. But you've got to find a way to make it the best situation possible. Because others will be watching. Eric Bieniemy is my CuttersEdgePro.com MVP of the night. The MVP of the night is brought to you by CuttersEdgePro.com. Servicing HOAs, condominiums, townhomes, commercial properties, corporate parks, and malls throughout South Florida. CuttersEdgePro.com. Providing South Florida MVP performance every day of the year. Hey, yo. Ride, ride, ride. Yes, sir. Uh, Adam Schefter reporting. About 10 minutes ago, you were doing your MVP of the night, the Cutters Edge MVP of the night. Chargers defensive coordinator Ronaldo Hill is leaving L.A. to reunite with Miami defensive coordinator Vic Fangio and become the Dolphins' defensive pass game coordinator per source. Hill was Fangio's top target, and out of respect to his former boss, Chargers head coach Brandon Staley allowed his defensive coordinator to leave L.A. for Miami. Okay. All right. What's his name again? Ronaldo Hill? Yeah, I believe he was a cornerback with the Dolphins at one point. I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember Ronaldo Hill. I want to say Ronaldo Hill. Um, trying to remember the teams that he was on. Ronaldo Hill. Let's see if I can go off memory here. Can you pull it up? Ronaldo Hill? Okay, let me take some guesses here. Why am I thinking West Coast? Why am I thinking San Francisco? Did he play in San Francisco? No? Did Ronaldo Hill? There is a West Coast team, but it's not the 49ers. Arizona. There, Arizona was where it looks like he was drafted to or signed with. Okay. Arizona signed was the with. first team. Arizona was the first team. Did he play for the Raiders? The Oakland Raiders were his second team. Okay. Ronaldo Hill. Cowboys. No. No? I'll take one more guess. Trying to remember the the name with the jersey. I'm trying not to look down on the chat board because you bastards will guess it and you've been Googling it and stuff like that. So 
He has an East Coast team, doesn't he? No, actually, uh, Miami was his only East Coast team now that I think about it. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, now I'm done. So what are the teams? It was Denver was the other team. There was only one more team. It was Denver. He played with them yeah. after the Dolphins. And then coaching-wise, he went to Wyoming as a graduate assistant. Then he was elevated to corners back coach. Then he went to Pittsburgh, the Steelers, as a defensive backs coach. He was actually with the Dolphins as an assistant defensive I thought, I thought, backs coach. You know coach. what? I was going to say Pittsburgh. I thought maybe he played there as a as He a was there player. as a coach. He's been a coach with uh, the Dolphins in 2018. He was an assistant defensive backs coach. Then he went to Denver as a defensive back coach and then defensive coordinator of the Chargers 21 till present. So he's coaching what for Miami? The CBs? He's going to be, uh, it looks, no, it looks like he's just going to be the passing game coordinator. Passing game, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. Defense I don't I don't know what. Defensive it, coordinator, okay. Well, yeah. Passing game defense coordinator, okay. I guess, yeah, I guess Fangio's going to kind of have a hierarchy below him a little bit where. Oh, of course, dude. Yeah, because, he's going to restructure that whole that whole they, coaching staff. Well, you know, he's going to bring in the guys he's comfortable with. Yeah, but can they yeah. do that? He was a defensive coordinator, and then he goes. Doesn't he have to do a lateral move in the NFL, or is that not? That doesn't matter anymore with the coaches. Uh, well, I, I think I think it's probably one of those where they his contract was up, and they let him. They let him like, you know, it was one of those professional courtesy things. Got you. Okay. You know what I mean? Like he he wants to leave. And, you know, maybe maybe it's up or he's got a year left and it's like, well, what are you going to do? Keep the guy there where he doesn't want to be there and he wants to go somewhere else. And so they let him go, you know, one of those things. So and maybe Brandon Staley Staley doesn't feel like he needs him that badly. You know, he is a defensive guy, so maybe he feels he can get it. So. All right. But hey, man. You, you got to figure, you know, Fangio's going to start structuring this defense to his liking and his people. All right. We'll take it. We'll take Ronaldo Hill. He was kind of an eh player, but that usually makes the better coaches. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, Bitcoin, is it, is it have we hit 25? Because we've been screwing around with it. Let me see. Let me see. 24,984. Damn. V chain is up almost 8%. It has blown past three cent now. It's got uh it's almost a, a third of another cent moving up. Avalanche, been telling you guys about Avalanche for a while. Shot up over $21 today. Love it, bro. Love it. Chain link is over $8. Nice. I love it. Moving, baby, moving. Amp is up, so I know my man uh, Ben Albright is uh, really happy with Amp being up. Uh, let's see. There must be two Ronaldo Hills. I remember one from UF. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple. Is Madison still on the staff? Yes. Yeah, Sertan's the one that left. Sertan went to FSU. Madison stayed. Okay. David, uh, Big O, what's your opinion on the 21-year-old Anthony Edwards blasting NBA vets on load, man load management, how they how they should play through pain? What do you want me to tell you, dude? That's the whole league. It's a bunch of crap. It's a, The NBA is a disgrace in that sense. 
It's a, it's an insult to fans. It's or an incredible insult to season ticket holders. You're, you're not, you're not giving load management breaks to season ticket holders. Players are missing 20% of the season. Are you, are you taking 20% off the tickets? Just wondering, you're going to do that. You know, there's, there's no way that a season ticket holder can be satisfied in the NBA. No way. I mean, unless you're, you just don't care about the money. You're so rich that it doesn't affect you whatsoever having the tickets and you just care about having them so you can lock in your playoff tickets or something. like. I have no idea at this point, but you know, the NBA, the NBA regular season is a bigger joke now than it's ever been. Yeah. So it's what, what, what do you want me to tell you? You know what Anthony Edwards has been saying the rest of us have been talking about it, but they've convinced us, you know, that the load management stuff and all that, that they've convinced us that this and that, you got to do it or whatever. So, you know, whatever. Yes, sir. What do you think of uh, the coach Malone came out and said that was the worst basketball game in history? <laughs> the all-star oh, game the last All-Star night. Game? Yeah, and then oh, Jalen Brown I, even I, came out and said, that's not basketball. I, I, I could yeah, see no, NBA I, going to something I would I would be better off doing like three on three. Let them pick their own teams, and do miniature games, kind of like what hockey does, just to make it something. You know, like with with the NFL when they went to flag football, just pick a three on three and do a half court game with a tournament. Maybe six teams. Let them pick their own teams. Come in and I and say play USA and, versus the world, and you have a group of European and you know whatever South American and Central American players. Uh, against American players, and then you put up, you know, um, a, an insane amount of money for the winner. You know, what is it? Uh, let's say a million per person, whatever the – what are the rosters hold? 20? So 20 million on the line and 20 million to the winner, and the loser gets nothing. And that's it. And they will all play hard. They'll play for pride. You know, the the international players will play for international basketball. The American players will play for the jingoistic red, white, and blue. And and then they'll all play for the one thing that they'll even go play for the Saudis in golf, money. They don't care about anything. They only care about money, right? Since that's what makes the world go around, money. So put $20 million down and make it the world versus the USA. That way you've got, you know, that whole us versus them crap. Uh, Fans will be jacked up about it because they are rooting for their Americans. You'll have um, uh, fans here in this country that are from other countries, and they may be representing other players on the international side. So you'll have some of that back and forth. Uh, I think it would uh, light up sports books all over the world, right, from both sides, because guys like Giannis are going to be on the international squad. I'm just saying. So do it that way. If you really want to do something, then and all this money is there, what's what's a million per player? It's nothing. What's 20 million to the NBA? And plus, you'll get a couple of sponsors behind it and you'll come up with the 20 million like it's nothing. 
There you go. That's how you do it. And then we'll see we'll see some real basketball. And they'll play. And they'll coach. And they'll actually work at it. But if not, you know, if you're going to do it for, you know, the exhibition that it is, well, then this is what you're going to get. That's why the NBA, the NHL, and NFL are garbage. The NFL should never have a real game. You hit enough in the regular season. It's too physical. And and the injury, the chances of injury are just absolutely enormous. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Joel Curry is uh, reporting the contracts of four Philadelphia Eagle players void today. They are James Bradbury, linebacker TJ Edwards, defensive ta tackle Javon Hardgrave, and linebacker Kyle White. The respective dead money is, and bop, 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 whatever. Okay, so we shall see. We shall see. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we're going to get to the point now where we're going to start finding out who the hell is going to be available and who's not. Okay? Because, you know, you, you hear about things like what you're hearing now, but, you know, we need to see it really happen, and then we can kind of get a feel for, you know, who's really going to be actually, you know, happening. So uh, what happened to bragging rights? Yeah, they don't care about that anymore. That's why you got to do it for money. That's all. Uh, the NBA All-Star game should go back to the East versus West, but they don't play. They don't play. They don't try. So, you know, why can't, I, why can't they not play 10 minutes on load management games so the fans will get to pay? Yeah, because then you're really not resting. Because you got to warm up and whatever treatment, and then you got to play, and then you got to get more treatment after that, and so it's a it's a whole process of it all. That's kind of the way they they look at it. Uh, what did you think of uh, this year NBA showing the All Star Draft instead of just doing it like a week before the game? I I don't care about any of that, Frankie. I don't give a shit about no draft. I don't care about the All-Star game. It's all garbage to me. Did not watch one second of it. I told you, all I watched was the three-point contest condensed on YouTube, which was down to like nine, ten minutes. You saw the whole thing just like that. By the way, Carl Malone was a brutal scorer. And the uh, who was the girl that was, uh, that was um, scoring? Um, she ripped off the McClung kid on one of them that everybody did a 50 and she did a 49 on one of them. I was like, come on, man, give the kid the 50. But uh, that's all I watched is the three point contest, the, the dunk contest. And then I saw the Metcalf stuff. Sean, did you see the Metcalf video? You saw that? If you guys have not yeah. seen this, I used to be able to do that. I got to tell you, bro, DK Metcalf, okay? Is this it right here? Um, I think this is it. Yes, this is it right here. Okay, so this is DK Metcalf, okay? 
So now he tells him to throw it up high. You got to check this shit out. I mean, this is sick. You saw, you see how high he jumped? I'll show you again. Watch this shit. Are you kidding me? Look where it says switch. His The bottom of his feet are right by the H. And it's like right here. Look at that shit. I mean, that's sick. Throw it up. Throw it up. Look at that. <laughs> My Lord. Boom. And he had, uh, he, he was uh, tearing it up on the, um, on the celebrity game. I didn't watch it, but I saw the dunk highlights and all that stuff. But look at that, dude. Look how high he skies. What defensive back is going to stay with that? Like, that's impossible. And then, after the NFL got a whiff of that, well, then they reached out to DK Metcalf and they told them good morning this is Brian Keller on behalf of the NFL you've been selected for PES policy collection tomorrow February 20th please contact me as soon as possible so that we may be able to arrange a time and a place to meet tomorrow <laughs> Oh, the second he does that, the NFL looked at it and said, piss test that man. Did you see that? He's an alien. My Lord. Wow. Now, listen, we say this, right? And yet we see on videos all the time, these guys that are working out and from flat-footed, this is this was different. This is a different leap than the one we're talking about. I'm about to talk about. You see the guys that leap off two feet and they jump on something that's like five foot, six foot tall, and you're like, oh, how did he do that? So this happens all the time. There's a lot of people that not a lot of people, but I've seen quite a few of these athletes do that. So if you think about it, you know, but my God, when you notice how high that man is. You know how big he is, okay? Now, that's the other thing. This is not like a skinny guy that is getting a lot of lift and, you know, he doesn't have a lot of weight, so he's able to lift. No, this is a big, thick human being that is leaping up like five feet in the air and then extending another 6'2 to catch a football. So you're, you're talking about he is – what, five up in the air, let's say six, what is he, six, two, six, three or something? So you're now 11 feet over, plus your arms extended another two feet. He's like 13 feet up in the air catching that ball. You know? Wow. So it, it was just, it's crazy, dude. Crazy. 
CrossFit box jumps. Oh, try it one day and uh, do a live with us. Yeah, you just want me to die. Uh, let's see. Very polite, those drug testers. At least the man said good morning. <laughs> oh, man. The, the NFL said, wow, that's not normal. Drug test him. He's, he's got to be on something. It's just athletes are better and better and better and better as time goes on because the supplements, the training, the medicine, it's all so much more advanced than it ever was. And this is why you can see, you know, athletes get accomplished just freakish things that you've never seen before in your entire life. You know? It's like watching the before and after with EJD Construction and Eric and the great people there at 305-433-4843. And listen, whether you want to make an observation deck at your home, whether you need to upgrade your roof because you've got the insurance companies saying, yeah, we're not renewing your hurricane policy until the roof is upgraded to new standards. Whatever it is you're doing. Uh, remediating your house, which we have a listener that had a fire in their home and they're gutting it all out and they had to remediate it and they did that and did a fantastic job. Whatever it is, you need to build an extra room in your home. You need to build a second floor. Uh, we're talking about custom home construction and major home remodeling. You want to gut that kitchen out and modernize it, right? You want to do something in the backyard, like one of our listeners that put out a, a, a big old hut that has a full kitchen, a barbecue with a grease trap. Okay. The grease trap was just like the, the biggest, like it was so cool <laughs> to make a grease trap with it all. That's like, that's genius. That's like professional. Okay. Like you, that like that dude is doing some serious cooking out there that he needs a grease trap. That is just absolutely awesome. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm telling you, whatever the custom home construction you're looking for, EJD construction can do it for you. 305-433-4843, Dade and Broward County. Make sure you tell them that Big O sent you. Call Eric, 305-433-4843. This podcast replay is brought to you by HialeahParkCasino.com, your entertainment destination. Casino, poker, dining, and simulcast racing so you can wager on some of the best tracks in the country. Go to HialeahParkCasino.com to sign up for promotions, giveaways, and events. McKnight, thank you for the love on the super chat. He says, have you heard Pat McAfee's stories on PED tests? Um, no, I have not. So uh, I can't uh, tell you I have. Um, but I'm sure they were entertaining like many, many others have been uh, entertaining in the past. So um, what's it called? What do we have going on? Still no twenty five thousand yet for uh, for for Bitcoin. Man, it is stuck at twenty four nine five two. It's it's right there. That's been the, the it's hit three twenty five three times in the last. So it's kind of like the that's the wall. That's the that's the that's the ceiling right now, and it needs to bust through to kind of make it the floor because it's made. 23 24 it's floor now it made 21 it's floor for a while right after after it came up from 16 made 21 for a floor now it's been making the 23 24 a floor now and it's kind of like 
flirted with 25 a couple times and it's gone slightly over. I think 25,200 is the highest it's gone so far this year. So the question is, will it bust out today? I think it's going to go to 26. I do. I, I really do. Uh, let's see. The Ronaldo Hill thing shows me that Fangio, yes, sir, Fangio and race out of Miami after one year. No, dude, he's got a he's got a four year deal. He's got a three year deal with an option for a fourth. So no, um, not at all. Uh, disagree with that. They tested him after he recovered his onside kick. <laughs> oh, let me see. By the way, uh, let me uh, check here. By the way, uh, make sure. Okay, we good. We good in the hood. Uh, Westbrook is going to sign with the Clippers, too. So that was expected pretty much because uh, he's a West Coast guy. So, unfortunately, for those of you that wanted him here, which I don't know why you would want another two-point shooter here, I did not want anything to do with uh, with Russell Westbrook. I didn't think it would make any sense. Love makes sense. Uh, but Westbrook would be a detriment to this team, actually. I don't think it would help. Um, Big O's, uh, Brian says, you plan on doing any live streams at Marlins games? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, man, let me tell you something. I, um, I've tried with the Marlins, and, you know, you reach out, and it's like crickets, dude, you know? So I don't know what to tell you. It's I'm not sure how they're not inspired to promote their product. So it's hard to to continue to reach out to people and you don't get a response. You know what I'm saying? So I thought we were making some some headway with them, but um, you know, I've tried to reach out a couple times and so it's hard, man. It's hard. You can't, you know, relationships are two-way streets. And if you're not willing to help and and reach out to somebody else, then, you know, you, what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Now, let's kid, let, let me not kid myself either. And, you know, it's not something any of you clamor for. You know, you, you bring it up, but you're so in the minority that, you know, I, I see it in the downloads. You know, I, one thing doing this platform, you see what gets downloaded. You see what people want to listen to and what they don't. And the Marlins talk, brother, that shit dies on a vine. And it's their fault because they don't do enough to promote. They don't do enough to get their players out there. Uh, and that's a baseball thing overall. But if you're in a if you're a bad baseball team in a market that doesn't support you, you should be overextending yourself on trying to meet people halfway. So that way they see that you're trying and then they can try. You know what I'm saying? But so really, I it's not our fault. I've reached out and I've tried. And, you know, you just don't get any any response. So what can I tell you? Um, I don't think there's a Fangio press conference, my brother. He's an old school guy. You got your Fangio press conference. Travis Wingfield. 
That's your that's your press conference. The next time you talk to Fangio, it will be some mini camp or training camp. And I don't even know if it'll be a mini camp. I don't even know if they'll make them accessible in mini camp. You might not even get Fangio till the the assist till the coaches start talking on a weekly basis during the regular season. And and by the way, what's he gonna say now? What's he gonna say? He's excited to be here. What's he going to tell you? What kind of defense he's going to run against the Bills? What's there to say? There's nothing to say right now. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to work with the guys. Yeah, that's it. What What else? There's no meat on the bone. I'd rather hear from him the week after they beat the Bills to talk about how they limited Josh Allen or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. That's when it matters. What is there to say now, except I'm excited to be here, obviously wanted to be here, and that's it. He's not going to tell you anything else. He's not going to come out and say, well, I'll tell you this, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, Bradley Chubb is going to have 20 sacks next year under, under my guidance. He's not going to tell you that. He's not going to tell you, hey, listen, I love Jalen Phillips. We're going to make him an MVP caliber player. I'm not going to tell you that. So what is there to say? What is there to say in a Fangio press conference that you've got to hear? And sometimes I think as football fans, we go to these ridiculous extremes and you don't, I, I don't know why it is. You don't realize it, but you don't have to because there's nothing there at all. But, you know, if he talks, it's, whatever you know what's he gonna say it's not like i'm gonna get a press conference oh my god it's you know so they are is he having one today i haven't gotten any releases so i don't know is he having one today sean i'd be kind of shocked if he is trying to research it right now okay research it but i'm sure it'll be nice and boring and have nothing to say so maybe he'll say Miami has some nice looking beaches and babes. He's got a babe already, bro. He's got a California babe. You want to get him in trouble already? Big O, I bet you can't wait to go back to Ken and pick up a new Hall of Fame inductee banner with Zach Thomas on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what I want to get is this. I, I, I want to buy this to go with my Merino. So I went when I went for Marino. See, it has the two thousand and five. See, class of two thousand and five. See, Danny boy. So there you go. Got my official sticker with the with the uh, uh, what's that called the um, the number on it and everything. So uh, that's what I want to get. I want to get my 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 Zach Thomas one. So I will get a banner. You're right. This banner here. And it'll add 54 on it. So we'll we'll have a we'll have an updated one. You're right about that. I will buy that banner. But I want to buy this actually so I can put it in the in the studio and I can have both Marino and Zach when I went for the Hall of Fame inductions. So that I am looking forward to. Yes, yes. sir, Sean. Yes, 1 p.m. today and sent it out. Shocker. So there you go. 
so you guys can get your nothing press conference at one o'clock. I'll watch it too, but you know, what's he gonna say, bro? He's happy to be here. I'm happy to coach the guys. I'm uh, working on my staff. Blah 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 blah. It's the off season. There's nothing to say. Uh, Barry Jackson did say there will be a press conference. Oh, uh, Sean just um, just confirmed it. Baseball, like terror, like uh, terrestrial radio, is dying a slow death. They just won't admit it. You're right, but but the Marlins could do better for selling their their product, and they don't. They could meet people halfway, and they don't. Uh, Big O, that red recovery hat is doing wonders for you. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can show you guys. Um, I just was blow drying my hair. And come on, man. Come on, man. Where's the back of my head? The human yamaka. The human yamaka. The human yamaka. There you go. How about that? What can I tell you? What can I tell you? Bitcoin's still not at 25. It's right there, bro. Right there on the brink. Um, uh, I'm a I'm a fiend, big O. I need my dolphin fix. I'm with you, brother, but there's nothing. There's nothing going on. <laughs> Fangio can't talk about shit. There's nothing going on. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's always interesting to hear from our dolphin coaches, no matter how boring or useless. Nah, it's not when it's boring and useless. There's, yeah, you know, that's, I need something there. You know what I'm saying? I need some substance behind it. That's what I need. That's all. You give me some substance and then I'm good. All right. What else do we have going on? Heat. Signed Cody Zeller and Kevin Love, as you all know. Uh, they're off till Friday. They take on the Bucks. Panthers are back in action today at 1 o'clock. Actually, when I get off the air, I'll have some Oki to watch. And they lost to the Predators on Saturday, 7-3, to as uh, they fight and claw to get into the playoffs. We uh, talked a little bit about D DK Metcalf. Oh, uh, All-Star Weekend. <laughs> uh, Tyler Hero. Again, I am glad that Tyler Hero went and tried it. Did he deserve to be even invited to the three-point contest? No, of course not. He had no business being there. Zero. Okay? I mean, that that's how bad the, the three-point contest is, that you're putting somebody in that is so far down the totem pole in three-point shooting in the NBA that he doesn't even deserve to be there. But if you're Tyler Hero, what did I just tell you about Eric Bieniemy? Screw that, bro. Tyler's got swag. Tyler could go out there, maybe try. What the hell? He's fearless. And you just never know. You might be hot that day. Dane Lillard, of course, ended up winning it. 
And that was cool, by the way. I like the fact that a unknown stud won one of these contests because it just doesn't happen nearly as much. They're usually fringe players, role players that are winning all this crap. You know what I mean? Like when I was watching the the kid that was, what was the name of the kid that was competing against McClung towards the end? Brother, he kept repeating dunks that were already done over and over again. In fact, the one that he did baseline, the Zach Levine one was way better years ago. It was like, I, I, I'm watching, I'm going, dude, there's no, like, no creativity out of all of this. Like, you, you, you need to bring more to it. And the McClung kid was much more creative, at least. And and more, and it was harder, actually, what he did, too. Um, but, you know, I, I give Tyler credit for going and trying, okay? And he died out in the first round, you know? But that's kind of why he was supposed to die out in the first round, because he had no business being there. Okay, but I give him credit because even if you have no business being there, he's still that kid that has that fearlessness in him. So you just never know for the hell of it. I mean, it's not like I would have ever picked him to win it, you know, but you know, it was cool that he went, but it was very predictable that he didn't last. That's the one thing that I will say. Very, very predictable. That he didn't last whatsoever. Bam, by the way, had four points in the all-star game and two turnovers. He did not, he wasn't really much. So it wasn't really much of a all-star weekend for Heat fans. Not anything that you could brag about. Tatum, by the way, was stole the show. Apparently, I didn't watch it, but I see it's 55 points. And Mitchell added 40. Embiid and Kyrie uh each had 32. So that's uh, some of the stuff that went on, but uh I thought the I thought the whole three-point thing was just kind of crazy. Now, as for Mac McClung, the Mac McClung story is fantastic. Because see, listen, we no longer have stars in these dunk contests anymore. Those days are gone, and I got to tell you something. I know for you youngins out there, I'm going to tell you something that means nothing to you, but it's going to mean everything to me, okay? And I feel bad for you that you don't even get to appreciate it. But I'm glad I lived the era when stars went to the dunk contest, when stars competed for the three-point contest, when it actually mattered to them, when there was actual competition. Eventually, they all ended up making so much more money and... They didn't need it anymore. I mean, not that Michael ever needed it because Michael had commercials and all kinds of stuff. He had money going on from the get-go. So money wasn't, he, he wasn't doing the dunk contest for money and neither was Dominique Wilkins. Okay. When, it, when you watched it and when you watch Larry Bird in three-point contest, he was talking shit. He was telling everyone. Larry Bird would walk into the locker room and say, all right, so which one of you guys is playing for second? Okay. So it meant something. So I'm glad I lived the era when superstars competed in the dunk contest, superstars competed in the three-point contest, and it meant something to them. Whether it was Dr. J, whether it was Michael Jordan, or Dominique Wilkins, or you name it, Larry Dance Nance, or whatever it was, it meant something to them. And it meant something to us because... They, we saw it out of them that they wanted to win this shit badly. 
So I'm glad I lived it. Uh, you guys did it, and you lose. That's all I can say. Young America, you freaking lose. All right? You lose big time. We won big time. Just like college basketball. It's fun. It's cutesy what's going on now. And it's fun for us because UM's pretty good. And they're one of the better teams in the country. But it's a, it's nothing. Again, you lose and I win. And everybody my age or older wins because we saw Michael Jordan for three to four years and Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas and Alonzo Mourning and Patrick Ewing and Ronnie Sykley and, and all the stars. We saw stars, superstars in college basketball. We lived it. We enjoyed it. You lose. You lose so badly, it's not even funny how much the younger generation loses. So I'm glad. I'm super happy. I'm super happy that I actually watch Pro Bowl games that actually look like real football games. I remember John Offerdahl putting Eric Dickerson on his ass at the goal line in, in, a, in a Pro Bowl game. Head-to-head collision and stuffed them right at the line, the kind of shit that you would never see in a Pro Bowl game the last 25 years. So I'm glad I lived it, okay? And the McClung story, you don't get to see Michael Jordan dunking. You lose. You lose big time. But I'll tell you this. America loves an underdog story. And because your contestants now in the dunk contest are nobodies, they're fringe players, they're nobodies, you ended up allowing a G League player to come up. So guess what? We're Americans. We love the underdog. And then that's where that story becomes a a cool story because here's a kid that is probably not good enough yet to make it in the NBA. I don't know if he ever will be, but he does have a skill set. And you know what this reminds me of? Kenny Walker. Kenny Walker was in shit as a basketball player. Okay? He was nothing. He was just a role player at best. He was a dunk highlight in the middle of a game. But you didn't want Kenny Walker on your team as a basketball player. But he went to the dunk contest and, you know, Harold Miner. You don't want Harold Miner on your team. But you knew he could jump and dunk. So that became kind of the the um the novelty behind those kind of dunk contests in those days. This was the novelty in this one. And so you feel good because here's a kid that's fighting for his dream. He made $100,000 that night, which is enormous for him. Right, probably more than he makes in a 10-day contract. Definitely more than he's probably making in the G League. And so, you know, at least he, he gets this, this one moment to shine. Everybody got behind it because here's the kid from the G League. And I'm sure to another extent that he's white because it's kind of, you know, freakish. 
that a white guy i mean remember everybody used to freak out with rex chapman and his his hops right it's like wow that white kid could jump you know that kind of stuff so i think that also becomes part of the novelty of it that he's the underdog the g league player and oh my god he's the great white wonder you know that kind of stuff and so it's just a it's it's a great story it was a fun story um i'm i'm happy for the kid you know, thinking about it, you look at what the dunk contest is. It's nothing nowadays anymore. It's not something that excites any of us. And this at least adds a little a little juice to the story, you know. So the Mac McClung story, I really like what I saw there. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Corey Foster says, what do I think about Skip Bayless? I guess Corey Foster is new to the show. Um, Devin Jordan, thank you for the love on the super chat. Big O, when does free agency start? And do you see the Dolphins as a major player? They need a right tackle. I don't think they'll be a major player, but I think they'll be a player and they'll get somebody, get, get a, a player or two. And free agency starts. Oh, man, I got to look up the, uh, you know what? In fact... I wrote it down on one of my show sheets a couple of weeks ago. I'm pretty sure of that. I'm pretty sure I did it. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. Wait a minute. Let us put some boom in it. Oh, I got some of the dates if you want me to go ahead. Or... You do? You got them? Yeah. Whip it out. All right, so here's uh, February 21st through March 7th. The teams can place the fran franchise tag on impending un unrestricted free agents. I got it. Oh, I got it. All February right. 21st, franchise tag and transition tags. It will end on March 7th for the transition tags. The combine is the 28th through the 6th. Um, the teams, um, are permitted to talking to free agents on the 13th through the 15th of March. You can talk and negotiate with agents and unrestricted players. March 15th, the league starts free agency begins at 4 PM. April 21st is the deadline for restricted free agents to sign their offer sheets and April 27th through the 29th is the NFL draft. I told you I wrote this. I told you I had, I just I don't I don't think I got to it maybe that day and it was just material that I had on it. So there you go. Once again, oh, uh, February 21st they can start to lay the franchise tags and transition tags up until March 7th. March 28th through the 6th of March, February 28th through the March 6th is the NFL Combine. March 13th through the 15th, they can start negotiating with agents and, and uh, unrestricted players. March 15th, the league year starts and free agency starts at 4 p.m. April 21st will be the deadline for restricted free agents to sign their offer sheets. And then the 27th through the 29th of April is the NFL Draft. Okay. Thank you, Sean, by the way. So we got that. Got it? Can I give you a... 
can I give you a combine nugget? Are you ready for the combine nuggets? Because when I go to the combine, I go to talk to NFL people, agents. Maybe I run into some players, whatever, that kind of stuff. I don't care about the shuttle. I don't care how they caught the ball in the, what's that called? The, um, when they're going one way and the other way, it's the, uh, what's, what do they call that? I forgot now, but whatever, or the 40 or the bench press or any of that, any of that crap. Okay. I don't give a shit about any of that. Now, let me, let's have some fun with this now. Okay. And I want you all to check this out. Because there's a lot of you out there that you freak out on how much some guy benches and some guy runs and whatever. The gauntlet, by the way, is what I was uh, thinking at. It's called the gauntlet when they're running through the middle and they're catching it. It's the gauntlet. Like, I don't care. So, the 40. This is one of those things that, oh, did you see this? Let's go over the top 40s of all time in the NFL draft. Are you ready? Number one is John, I'm always injured, Ross, in 2017 with a 4-2-2. 2002, Dante Stallworth with a 4-2-2. We'll run you over coming off of Miami Beach Bridge. 2022, Kalon Barnes ran a 4-2-3. He's bounced around the league. He's a practice squad player for the Dolphins. And I think he was on the roster, too. Made a play, actually. 2008, running back Chris Johnson. Pretty good career. 4-2-4 until a neck injury ended his. 2004, Dree Archer. Eh, 4 2 2022, Tariq Wooten. 4-2-6. 2020, Henry. I will run you over and turn you on fire rugs, a 427. 2021, Anthony Schultz, 427. 2013, Marquise Goodwin, a 427. 2005, Stanford Route. Of course, the Raiders would take him. 427. You see what the common denominator is out of all of this? Not a lot of great players. Chris Johnson would be the only guy, and he was pretty damn good, okay? He had a nice little run for a certain amount of years, and then, unfortunately, the neck injury kind of ended his career. But more often than not, the guy that runs the fastest 40 doesn't mean shit overall in the NFL. You see what I'm saying? It just becomes, you know... um, What's the name of that guy, uh, Paea or Paea, Pia or whatever that uh, the Bears drafted? And he had like, you know, 400 squats or, or bench press or whatever. This happens all the time. Oh, my God. Did you see Zach Wilson in his workout? Yeah. So how's it working out for him after his workout? Oh, did you see how he threw opposite? When he was running one way through it, and what a beautiful pass. Okay, there was no wind. 
no defense, no pressure, and you're wowed by that? It's like it's like the quarterback that looks great in practice, and it's like, of course he looks great in practice. Nobody's pressuring him. They're not hitting him. And then he goes out to the game, and he's spraying the shit all over the place. And why? Because he's getting pressured and hit and sacked and thrown to the ground, and it rattles him. But I just, you know, when we get to the combine, we'll get to the silly shit. Like, who ran the fastest 40? Who cares? Because more often than not, the fastest 40 doesn't mean anything. Steven Paella. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Sean. Steven Paella. You see? Hey, let me let me look at it. Let me... I'll show you. Steven Aya or some whatever. Let's see. Here we go. Let me see if I have the uh, the story. I remember bench press record, 49 reps. That's it. <laughs> Oregon State. <laughs> it was like everybody was like, oh, my God. Did you see Mike Mamula's workout? Did you, did you watch Jamarcus Russell throw the ball? You know, this is the season that we're about to get into. And we make these, and I just think that it, what it is is fans get wowed by the shiny object, and and they don't really look. Okay, what's the substance behind this? Is there substance? That's what I want to know, and that's what lacks it. But it's just funny. Just want you guys to look at it. Like really, Chris Johnson was the only guy there that became like a really good player out of all those guys. So more often than not, it just doesn't mean anything. It's just a workout number. It doesn't mean what kind of a football player you're actually going to be. Anyway. Uh, does anybody remember Mark Walton? He had some flashes of being a great running back for us, but kept getting in trouble. Yes. Um, Chase Barrett, now's the time of year where QBs we've been we've seen been off on college are mocked in the top 10 because they throw hard. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Chase. The underwear Olympics are a product of the offseason boredom for fans to have fun with. Yeah. And 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 teams to screw up their positions. Tom Brady had the worst combine. LOL, right? Remember? He was just a guy. Nothing. Because it doesn't mean anything. It just doesn't, bro. And I, 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 I saw this article today about all the top forties, and and I and I looked, I looked at it differently than what the article was about. I go, oh, well, well, look at it now. And, and so this is good perspective. That wow, man, hey, man, you know this thing is, you know, you got some issues here, bro. It doesn't mean much that you get a, a big forty time. You know, it's just a matter of a player you like. Did they run well? Are they in good shape? You know, is he smart? 
That's the other thing, because some of these guys that might be really talented, he might be dumb as bricks. And then that just doesn't help you sometimes or a lot of times. Uh, Big O, what do you and the Marlins have in common that I uh, I love both of you? Ah, okay. Well, we love you too, bro. I just wish the Marlins would love us more back. You know, would be nice. Yep, Jerry Rice did run. I don't know if it was 4-7, but I think it might have been a 4-6. But, yeah, when he uh, came out of, what is it, Mississippi Valley State, I want to say is where um, where uh, Jerry is from. Yeah. yeah, he ran a bad 40. And yet, when you got, when you got him on the field, nobody caught him. <laughs> he got behind the defense, caught the ball, and just ran to the end zone, and nobody was going to catch him. But no, he ran a really slow 40. So did Larry Fitzgerald, I believe. I don't think he ran a, a fast 40, I think. And he dominated forever. So uh, Dougie Fresh says, uh, Kalen Balage, the workout cyborg freak with every measurable off the charts. We'll check him out and back up for the San Antonio Bra Bram uh, Bulls. The Bram Bulls. Yeah, I saw the... Uh, I saw the XFL yesterday or the over the weekend. The Battlehawks beat the Brams or Bra Brahams or whatever the, they're called, 18 to 15. The Renegades beat the Vipers, 22 the to 20. The Rednecks, huh? What are they? The Brahmas, like the Brahma Bull, the Rock, the Brahma Bull. Oh, okay. So that's what it's how that's how it's pronounced. I didn't watch any of this. Brahma Bull. Okay, there we go. I, if I would have watched it, I would have probably picked up on the pronunciation. Renegades beat the Vipers twenty-two to twenty. Roughnecks beat the Guardians thirty-three to twelve, and the Defenders beat the Sea Dragons twenty-two to eighteen. Did you see who played for the uh, for the uh, Defenders there, Sean? That wasn't the Paxton was? Lynch team, was it? That, uh, I, I know Paxton Lynch played. I don't know what team. Yeah, he wasn't good. He got benched. King. Oh, okay. Derek King plays for the Defenders. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was one of two for seven yards, and he had eight rushes for 14 and a touchdown. Oh. So Derek King did use his legs. For uh, for a touchdown for the for the winning defenders over the Sea oh, Dragon, they had AJ McCarron throwing to uh, Josh. Uh, oh, yep. Flash Gordon, Flash Gordon, Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon. Yeah, he had like yeah. seventy yards. Yep. AJ McCarron, another one that I wrote, eighteen of twenty six, one hundred ninety yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, Martavius Bryant kind of was in it. Box scores to kind of look to kind of look to see who was there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now the question is. I need to know, was A.J. McCarron's wife there at the game? She That's might have been I mean. the only if person they didn't show. The game, it, uh, yeah, because if they went to the sidelines to show her, I might just watch those XFL games just for that. Okay? Because I know Brett Musburger's watching it. If anybody remembers Brett Musburger drooling all over A.J. McCarron's girl. <laughs> she became a thing when he was in Alabama, you know, because she's gorgeous, by the way. So, you know yeah, what? He, 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 he outkicked his coverage is what he did. What I, like what I did many years ago, outkicking my coverage with my wife. Yes, what did you say? No, I was going to say the, the interesting thing was they 
the XFL, and I, and I know football with Al Michaels does it a little bit more, but on the actual scoreboard, it shows who the under, you know, who the favorite is and everything. So instead of, you know, like on the bottom, it says, you know, they're three and a half point favorites. And then they actually bring that into, uh, it was pretty interesting watching it because they did an instant replay where, and I get it one game at a time is different than the NFL. But as soon as they threw the flag, uh, Dean Blandino, I think was the guy. He's already looking at the play. So as soon as they say, okay, it's a thing, it was almost instantly done. It was already done, the instant replay. So the game never slowed down. It just kind of kept going. And there was a, uh, they do the kickoff from the, they do the kickoff from the regular thing, but they line the players up five yards apart at the 25-yard line. And then once the player catches the ball, then they're able to go. So there's no high collision um, things and it, and it you know you can break it for a touchdown. Nobody broke it this week, but I I, I see that coming. As there's a couple good okay. little things that they have going, but again, it's it's one game at a time. It's not were, were, were the were the were the were the stands full for these games? No, not necessarily. I, I mean, they had they they positioned the so the camera looked okay, and they went to certain areas. But uh, no, I mean nothing was. Yeah, I can imagine. Was was great. I mean, but they're also in areas where they're playing in the Alamo Dome and things like that to where there's probably not a whole lot necessarily going on either. So they can maybe, I mean, the football wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad either. So if they keep going and, you know, it kept hinting at they're associated with the NFL. That was one of the things that they kept, you know, they want to be the feeder band for the NFL and this and that. And so we'll see where it goes. They have crossed over with a little bit of a relationship, but it needs to go to the next level. And what I mean by that is um, I know Skyler got a lot of play this year, but let's just say Tua stayed healthy and and Teddy stayed healthy and Skyler didn't play. Skyler needs to be sent down to the XFL in the offseason. So then Dolphin fans will want to watch their player develop. So what they need is some of the practice squad players in the NFL, uh, you know, some of those back-end players that you want to invest in, but you can't give them the playing time during the season. Okay, so now you send them to the XFL and you put them there in that feeder system, get them playing time so they can kind of sharpen their skills in the offseason. When you have that kind of a crossover, then you'll be able to get some of those NFL freaks that, you know, they like the guys that, oh, my God, I can't wait for the Fangio press conference when he's not going to say shit. There's nothing to say. There's nothing earth shattering that's going to come from that interview today. It's there's nothing, you know, but you got to have that stupid press conference, say, hi, I'm happy to be here and excited and whatever. But the freaks that want to watch that press conference, those are the freaks that you want to they want to see Scott or Thompson in the XFL. You know, in a perfect world, like if he didn't play and you're just trying to develop your backup. Jordan Love didn't play at all. Maybe you, you put his ass there, you know, last year. You know, that kind of stuff. That that kind of thing, that's what will help the XFL. But outside of that, it's really hard for these minor league uh, leagues to make it. I didn't watch one minute. I normally watch this stuff. And I didn't watch one minute at all this weekend. But we'll see. We shall see. All right, let's get to it. Let's unleash the wolf pack. With Cameron Wolf. We unleash the Wolf Pack. 
as we get the latest in the NFL and the Miami Dolphins with our KSDT CPA Pro Football Report with NFL Network Insider Cameron Wolf. KSDT is one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at KSDTCPA.com or call 305-670-3370. Here's NFL Insider Cameron Wolf. All right, Cam, how much of the XFL did you watch this weekend? Uh, honest answer, uh, none of it. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know if that's the right answer I should give given my job. I didn't watch um, any of it either. I didn't but, watch uh, any of it either. I, didn't I don't know if you heard what and, I was and, saying. And that there's I, no offense to XFL. I'm glad that, that for football lovers, there's another product out there. Um, and I don't have any comment on what the quality is. And I, I will watch something at some point. But this is my first uh, my first Sunday with no football and uh, about six, five or six months. So I spent it with my family. <laughs> right. Right. No, I'm, I'm with you, dude. I relaxed. I, I didn't watch a minute of it uh, myself. Uh, but I'm with you. But, you know, I, I said that, you know, it's hard for any of these leagues to survive. But the XFL has built some kind of a partnership with the NFL. And I think that if you can get your fringe players, your practice squad players, that you don't get a lot of playing time, if you can get some of those guys. I'm not saying a veteran that's a five, seven-year veteran that you've got stashed on the practice squad. I'm talking about the young guys. Uh, if you could get those kind of guys, your third quarterback or somebody like that, I think that's what would actually infuse interest into the XFL because of the very sick nature of NFL fans. If some of their NFL players, even their fringe guys, are on those teams, you might now bring some more eyes over there because of that. I think. Now, I, yeah, I think the I think the we've seen a lot of these leagues go about, you know, the XFL, the USFL. And I think the key for longevity for one of these leagues, whether it's the XFL or otherwise, is to convince the NFL to partner with them and, like you mentioned, have them as a direct development branch. Because let's be frank, we don't have a, another – and the football is different, but we don't have another sports league where people willingly watch minor league um, sports. But the football has the best chance. But the only, I think, direct route is, one, to have a development um, wing so that you can um, – it could be a, a cycle back and forth, but also – because fans can connect to it. And you know how fans are. They get so much, you know, yeah. Dolphins fans want to know who's the backup right guard, you know, right now. So it, they would be following, okay, who's going to be in our pipeline? Who's, you know, can a guy go back down there to develop if he's struggling? If you draft a guy in the seventh round and he's your, you know, you know your third string running back or quarterback or linebacker or something of that sort, he can go down there and you still have his rights. And so you can watch him in the offseason and get excited about him or get excited what you're building. And it gets guys reps. And particularly for like positions that are hard to develop in season, like quarterback and like the lineman, the trenches, the I think that's the most important. And that's gotten really bad. Yeah. That's gotten that, really bad. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the hardest position to to have good quality, which is why a lot of times these leagues don't have great quality because the quarterbacks and the trench play which is the hardest to find, aren't great. The receivers are going to be going to be fine. You're always going to be able to find receivers. You're always going to be able to find some sort of uh, DB to an extent, right? And so it's harder to find the big dudes and the guys who can really sling it as a signal caller. And so uh, those are the guys to me development-wise. Like imagine if, you know, I don't know if you have it for every team, but imagine if you had like a Florida 
a Florida team and all three Florida teams sent their development affiliates to this team. I would imagine. Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. To Orlando, for example. Right. I would imagine Dolphins fans, Jaguars fans, Bucks fans would all watch to see their seventh round pick, their undrafted rookie who may be on the practice squad. And maybe it's only something where practice squad players or guys who you have offseason rights to can play in. Maybe it's not anybody on the 53-man roster because teams will be worried about, okay, my guy's getting hurt or tearing an ACL in the offseason. Yeah. Make it just practice squad guys or guys who are on your 90-man who don't make um, the team. Yeah. And those are the guys right. who get it in, you know? Um, so to me, oh, that's – Developmental guys, bro. Yeah, developmental absolutely. guys, yeah. And let me tell you something. Uh, a quality control coach yep. can now go in the offseason to be an assistant receivers coach. Mm-hmm. You understand like so that way his development also is happening too yeah you know, same, it could, for, it could go same for scouts different ways same for personnel scouts. exactly exactly yeah Dude, you know, pro I, personnel I know, for example I, I, I know half the guys in the xfl yeah. in the personnel departments yeah yeah i know half those guys yeah and doesn't okay. mean those guys have to lose their job they can keep their job but the, this is right but the element of this is we're talking about what it means long term first of all they've got to survive short term the problem with a lot of, of these course. leagues is they, you know, last time it was COVID. So that was a little unfair. But a lot of times you see these leagues and they fold within two years. And so I'm sure the NFL is waiting to see if there's any viability, what the numbers are, what the interest is. They already have Walt Disney and ESPN on board as a TV partner. But what's the interest? Who? How many people are watching? And then once they have interest in it, then it's like, okay, we can put our name behind it and make a development front. But we got to make sure it's well run. Make sure whoever's running it, you know, the rock's a part of it. They're doing it for a good cause. They're not just, you know, throwing money away or eating the money. You know, you never know with these businesses how it's going through. Make sure it's financially feasible. Make sure it's interesting and make sure they're doing it the right way. And then to me, there's no reason why the NFL shouldn't jump in and get on board. You know, they're always trying to expand. And I'll give you, I'll give you something else um, that they need to do. And that's uh, this is sorry, Canada. I, I, I apologize this. Uh, they need to make sure that they're paying better than the CFL and take away the CFL's talent too, uh, because you you've got to make it to where you're the second best North American league, and and you become the feeder system for the CFL, right? And for and for the NFL's training system, so that way you you know you've got that that's where you've got to make sure that you're not losing a player to the CFL and then you're getting the third level player on top of all of that. Uh, that, that I think is, you know, again, I'm, nothing personal against the CFL, but if the XFL wants to survive, you've got to make sure that if the player can't make it in the NFL, he wants to go immediately to the XFL, not the CFL. And you and I, we, we know enough agents. Agents yep. already have trouble convincing guys just to go to the CFL as it is. And guys generally really don't want to go to the CFL, but they have to go to the CFL in order to keep their dream alive, make money the way they love making money, playing football, whatever it is. You know what I mean? But you you, yep. you know how it is. Yep. You've heard the stories. Agents yep. will tell you that, you know, they'll, they'll have a guy in the CFL and the guy's freaking calling them every day complaining about being, you know, in the CFL and that kind of stuff. So I think it's very important that the XFL also – uh, creates the kind of place that those players will gravitate to instead of going up north. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, that's all a part of the long-term growth process. I think the XFL would be successful. And, and also, like, 
we're seeing, and I think I heard you guys talking about it before I came on, but also it allows the NFL to try different rules or different elements yes. of the league they're coming. Like I saw the replay element. I didn't see it live, but I saw people talking on Twitter about how good it was to see the transparency of the replay system to go about, you know, challenges. Obviously that's a huge issue. And the NFL, we talk about it every Sunday. Is it a catch? Is it not a catch? Why are they overturning right. this rule? Like you can try this sort of thing, see how it works. If it doesn't work, it never reaches the NFL. If it does work, then you can push it through. Same thing as far as like, okay, do we want to challenge roughing the passer penalties, right? right? Like, or, or some Great of these call. things, like you can, you can play with different things here um, and see if it works. And if it does push it up, like it, you know, this league can be a, a, a practice element for the league in a lot of respects. And so I, I'm excited about the potential, but I think it's very, very key for this next, I don't know how long it is, a year, two years, three years that they're on their own to be able to succeed as is and get people interested in it um, and, and whatever capacity and get players wanting to go. Because that's the other thing. If you're if you're a practice squad guy, would you rather just wait until the offseason and take your chances in the league? Or would you rather get reps in the XFL? The XFL has got to make it convincing for me, whether it be salary, whether it be the exposure and there be a direct pipeline. I've got to be able to see players from the XFL get signed to the NFL and continue their dream their way that way. Are you in camp? Camp? Yeah, like Dolphins camp. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It looks like you're in school. Yeah, I'm at the Dolphins facility. Okay, because no. so you're there for Fangio's press conference yeah, at one. Yeah, you see the Dolphins okay. thing right here. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, no, so you're in your you're in your NFL network room. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in my my NFL network layer. So as you see, I got a dress shirt on. I'm about to put a suit on in a little bit. I've got TV um, right after Vic Fangio's presser. So I'll be on today at 130, 220, 240, and 255. So they're using me a good bit today. So, uh, yeah, so I'll go. Vic Vangio's talking yeah, there's at nothing, one. There's, there's nothing one. going on, exactly. so they've got to milk whatever exactly. the hell they've got. Exactly, but, on. hey, we're going to give you good content. I've got some. You've got to come up with something interesting out of a press conference that's really not going to have anything really pretty much interesting. Right, but I've got Although some, I will I'm, say, I, I like the little nugget he gave Wingfield that he said, well, I've, uh, I've already figured out a couple of new coverages I want to try. So that was right. actually a, right. a nice little nugget. You never know. It's a different dude. He may say something. But I also have some nuggets like um, that I can share from players I've talked to and, and um, you know, just kind of what you should expect as far as his defense. And obviously the news today that they brought in Ronaldo Hill to be the defensive yeah. pass game coordinator. And so I'm going to provide good insight for people to come on NFL Network and watch and get some, get some elements there. Uh, but, yeah, obviously today uh, we'll be doing – a lot on that. We'll talk a little bit of off season as well, looking ahead to you know free agency and what could be uh, options there. For I'll talk some Dolphins, I'll talk some Jaguars, um, and I'll talk some Carolina Panthers. So that'll be my day. What do we know about Wilkins and Sealer? Yeah, um, obviously Wilkins is under contract for his fifth year option. Um, you know, I know he has voiced and the team has voiced desire to get a long-term extension there. I haven't heard anything imminent in that respect, but it is middle of February, so it's still super early. Um, so there's no concern about him not being a Dolphin this year. It's just about long-term and what that number looks like. So I think they want everything to be done. I'd imagine there's some sort of extension um, before the season, if I had to guess on it. But the timeline of that, it doesn't seem like there's uh, anything that I can report immediately. And I think Zach Sealer's a guy that, you know, they want to keep here too. The thing that Vic has to see, which he made clear in 
Travis's interview, and I'm sure he'll make clear again today, is he wants to see these guys. And so as the head coach of the defense, although we know that Christian Wilkins is a pillar here and Zach Sealer's been a baller, I think he's going to want to know what these guys look like as he puts in his new scheme before fully committing to them being long-term pieces. Now, I don't think you have anything to worry about on those two guys, but maybe there's no rush into signing these guys to an extension until he gets them in their program and training camp, and then maybe you start to see some of these things uh, trickle out. Yeah, no, but I think the way I kind of look at it is um, in order for you to to kind of know what the hell you're doing in free agency, you're going to have to try to settle these things as quickly as possible so you can already negotiate that first-year salary and lower it down and those kind of things to kind of set yourself up you're not this is, i don't think this is a process where you attack free agency and then you come back to wilkins and sealer you know what i'm saying so yeah there i mean has to be a order and i would imagine that they're really early in the pecking order of the offseason yeah like i said I, I don't know for sure there maybe vic i doubt vic will give us anything on that um but i think what you know the wilkins job. number is a little bigger the sealer number is not that huge um but i think what you'll probably see first of all is them going about restructuring so you'll restructure some deals and get cap space that way first for guys who will be here long term maybe a tyree kill right maybe you go back to a um a Ron armstead. armstead if you want connor williams Connor Williams, you know, these are guys who, you know, are probably going to be pieces. You give them extensions and then it, maybe Wilkins is a part of that group. Right. So all of it depends on your cap if you have to fit things through. But if you're talking about a big money extension, which Wilkins is probably going to get some big money, um, given how he's played, then, you know, you're going to want to make sure that's done right. And so I don't know where they are. I'm sure there's been some conversation. A lot of these things pick up at the combine or leading up to the combine. And so I'm sure if there hasn't been, there will be some conversation between Christian Wilkins' agent and the Dolphins at the combine. And they will see where they are. And maybe that's where the start of a deal is coming out. Or maybe they say we table this until later in the offseason. Um, that's a lot of what the combine conversations are for. What the hell was this? <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. I, that was that was shocking to me to see. Um, I you still see the bottom I'm of to, his feet. Look at the H. Look yeah. at the H. Okay? I, I, Look I've at tried. the H's on his shoulder. Look Jeez. at that. His, the, the H the, is on his shoulder, the top yeah. of his shoulder. Yep. And when he jumps, the bottom, the bottom of, of his foot. feet. The bottom of the feet. At the yep. top of the H. Yep. Get the hell out of here. Yep. Yep. That is wild. That is wild. And there were several players. Like, and this is how I know it's shocking. Because, like, we see stuff and it's shocking. But we don't really fully grasp how good NFL athletes are. But I saw players talking about how crazy this was. It's the wildest thing they've ever seen. And these are the best athletes in the size. world. I've, I've watched size. this. I've watched that video at least 50 times to try to figure out what's fake about it. Because I'm like, no, I know he's no doing this. Is, bro. He's doing this for commercial, obviously. So I'm like, there has to be something. But I can't figure it out. And so either. No, no, there's, either, there's, there's nothing to it, man. Remember that we see guys from flat-footed with two feet jump onto five, six-foot uh, platforms. We see guys jump out of a pool. Out to the to the so I, this is not even two feet. This is easier with you know because you're able to lift yourself up uh, like a basketball, you know, yeah. uh, uh, jumping style. So that one's a little easier to jump. 
And, and but my lord, that I was guy like, is D- talented. DK DK is an amazing athlete. Probably, and it's crazy oh because God. you. I don't know if you saw the NBA All Star game. He was a part of the celebrity basketball game, and he yeah, won. He was slamming all over the place. Yeah, right. And so, like, I remember. I don't know if you ever seen the Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey podcast, right? Um, they have like a, uh-huh. a New Heights podcast, and one of their episodes was about can NFL players play in the NBA? And Jason Kelsey's response was like, no. Nobody can play in the NBA because of how great athletes they are, how different so right. DK and probably he's right, but DK's probably got the best chance of anybody. If anybody could play, in I don't the know league, about his handles. That's the problem with those kind of guys. But, I don't but the think thing about the NBA handle. is you can put him in a role. You can put him in a role where his role, he's the athlete. Yeah. He's he's doing a lot of cutting. He's doing a lot of dunking. I don't know what his defense uh, is. Like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like uh, Kardashian's uh, bang boy, um, Tristan, Tristan Thompson. Uh, Thompson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's can, not about can, handles or anything. He's just right. under the rim, rebounding yeah. and all that. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, he's not going to come in there and be, you know, you know, Donovan Mitchell, LeBron James, Jimmy Butler. But can he be a right. bench player where he can, he can get you five or ten minutes, high energy, athleticism i don't know what his defense ability is or shooting ability but can he hit an occasional corner three can he can he play some defense if you can do that then maybe he can give you five or ten minutes off the bench as a rotation eighth or ninth guy on your bench uh i don't know maybe maybe but obviously he's not going to be a star and i see what you're putting up here the 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 pd policy there yeah that's the league saw that it was like nope 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 we got to test this dude It's always funny the the random selection. So, but, but I, I, it's like, I don't know how the process. It, it's in, but it's insulting but. too. It's insulting too. I get it. You guys got to do your job. I get that there's a CBA and the NFL owners have agreed to this, and you got all that. And but and I get that everybody sees that, and then immediately we think, oh, that guy must be cheating. But it, it's we also have to come to the realization that not everybody cheats. And really, athletes are just getting better and better and better every thing. year because the training, the medicine, the, the the supplements, everything is better, dude. And that's why these athletes are getting better and they're much more in tune with their bodies from a very young age compared to the guys that I grew up with that were drinking beer and bullshitting all, all offseason and they actually used training camp to actually like get in shape. Yep. That's how they used to do it. They would get there out of shape. These right. guys are in exceptional condition year round, bro. Yep. It's a different world now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and again, how many guys do we see flat footed jumping onto platforms all off season? We see that all the time, bro. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. This is nothing. This is nothing new, but it's still freakish to watch a guy like these DK do, Metcalf. These oh dudes God. are these dudes are incredible. Like it's a reminder. Cause like we cover these guys and I I'm in locker rooms all the time and I'm still amazed at just how good of athletes these guys are, how big they are, how great shape, like, like it's incredible. It's incredible. Like I went, for example, like this, and this is completely off topic, but I went to work out this morning and my, one of my good friends is a member at house of athletes. So I went to go work out with him at the house of athlete where a lot of the athletes train there. And I did like maybe an hour workout that, you know, it's probably like calmed down from what the athletes do. And boy, when I tell you, I am like exhausted. Like I'm gonna go about my work day and I'm exhausted. Like I am tired, tired after doing an hour workout. And for them, that might be just a warm up for their day. And you see guys, like I always am amazed when I go to Tennessee. Derrick Henry 
is bigger than you think he is. However big you think Derrick Henry yeah. is, he's bigger. He's stronger. He's yeah. faster. Same thing for DK Metcalf. Like even the smallest right. dude, like even you name whatever backup safety corner, nickel corner you think he is, he is in better shape than you think he is. Like people, oh, like yeah. one more, one more. Devontae Smith, and I love Devontae Smith throughout the draft process. I was very clear here. A lot of people talk see, about now you see him, you see him jump that high. As light as he is, you yes. could believe it. Yes. But the but Metcalf is built like a freaking building. He's dude. 225, 6'2, 225. A tank. A tank. You could you could you could like take your best shot, probably punch wise. Like the average person, oh, I you to. and I take your best shot on DK, and he probably if right. your hand would hurt more than it hurt him. That's how that's how yeah. built built this dude is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there. Uh one more thing before I let you go. Uh, my uh, my hero, and whether it works out or not, I don't give a shit, okay? Because life is filled with failure. That's how yep. you succeed. You fail. Yep. And a lot of us that start in our business, radio, TV, writing, whatever, you got to work at some shit paper, some shit magazines, some shit podcast place, some shit uh, radio station, some shit TV station. You start in Bumble somewhere, Egypt, whatever, you know, working or whatever, and you start in these awkward places and that you're not you don't have the resources and all that but you take the job and you try to make the best of it and then you use that to get better and better and better right the easiest thing for eric b enemy would have been to stay in the shadow of andy reed for the rest of his career and coast he, he could have he could have lupe fiasco the bitch kick push kick push and coast no he he said i gotta get out of this shadow because if I don't get out of this shadow, I'll never be able to prove to myself and to everybody else that I can be a head coach because that's what I want to be. And so he's not getting that chance. And I get it. Washington is a terrible place. Hopefully the sale will go through soon and then that environment will change. I know he's working with a great man in Ron Rivera overall. So that's not a that's not a bad thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But um I think for Bienemy, this was the best move possible. Whether it works or it doesn't, he goes in there, he does his best. That might lead to something better because if he does make the offense work, if he's able to develop a quarterback or get the best out of him, you know, like I don't think Daniel Jones is that anything. But dude, what I think Dable did with him was freaking awesome. So I give Dable a lot of credit for doing that. And that's what I'm hoping that Eric Bieniemy is able to do that. But I commend him because life is full of failures. We all fail. That's how you succeed. You feed off the failure. And and to me, I think Eric Bieniemy did the right thing. And I'm proud of him for stepping away from that shadow and, and trying to be his own man. Yeah. So um, Eric Bieniemy is an interesting topic here because um, there's two, two sides to this. And I'll start with the first one, which is different than your point. Um, and then I'll end with what some something similar to what you're saying. First point I have there is um, my first reaction is I feel like it's unfair for Eric Bieniemy to have to take a step that people before him didn't have to take. Uh, Matt Nagy, right. who didn't call plays in Kansas City, got a head coach job, and now he's back being the OC in Kansas City most likely, and he'll probably be up for another head coach job at some point in the next couple of years. The way this works, Doug Peterson, who I think is an amazing coach got the Philly job without being an offensive play caller or coordinator there either. He's already on his second head coach job. Now, 
and Eric Bieniemy hasn't got his first. And so to me, there's something to be said about the hoops that Eric Bieniemy. and you could say all you want about his past, uh, about how he interviews, but at some point the record and the, um, what you do on offense and what you do as a team has to matter. And you've heard Patrick Mahomes vouch for him. You've heard players talk about how the scheme call he called off the finding something off the Jacksonville Jaguars tape in a week three game against Philadelphia helped them play a call in the Super Bowl that helped them be wide open and score a touchdown. That's Eric Bieniemy. That's his mindset. And so he's shown he could be a good coach. He's shown what he can do on the field and he hasn't got that opportunity. And so I, I understand why he did it, but it's a, it's a little disheartening for me that to watch that. It is. You have to of go. Course. But, to but I like that. He's saying, but right. I love that. He's that's, saying that's why, F- you, F- that's why the world. And, and, and yeah. this is, this is where I'll transition because I, I do think it's unfair, but at the same token, I understand why he did it. And I had no Airbnb. I had conversations with him. He was very hopeful that he got that Indianapolis job. He wasn't really to consider any OC jobs until the head coach process finished. But once it finished, he realized that, whether fair or not, clearly there's something that is preventing me from being a head coach. And whether it's the whole notion that this is Andy Reid's offense and what are you doing in it and you got to run your own ship, he's willing to go do it because the reality is it's going to be a lot harder in Washington. There's no Patrick Mahomes there. There's no uh, offense that's ready to be a championship contender. And the reality is Ron Rivera, there's no guarantee that he's going to be there longer than a year. And so you're taking a very big career leap, but something that's showing that he's betting on himself, his ability to build an offense from scratch and hope that it can build to something where he becomes a head coach. And I'm hopeful for him. I don't know what they're going to do at the quarterback position. I, I hope they have a plan uh, there. I know Sam Howell's been the talk there. I hope there's a little bit more than betting on a third-round pick to be your quarterback to to lead you. Uh, but I think Eric Bannemi is essentially saying, hey, you know, I badly want to be a head coach. And whatever you guys say that's limited to me, whatever whatever goalpost is moving, I'm going to try to t- attack this next one and and hope that it, uh, it, it leads me to the right way. And so I hope for his sake it does, um, but we'll see. Cam, it's the life of a minority. Yeah. It's the world that the minority lives in. Yep. And it doesn't matter if you're gay. Doesn't matter if you're a woman. Doesn't matter if you're black. Doesn't matter if you're Hispanic, Asian. You know, uh, we see it uh, and it just happens all the damn time. And enemy is just another of one of many, many, many examples that you just mentioned. All the white guys got mm-hmm. their shot. And yet the black guy doesn't get his shot. And so, um, but but what I love is, and this is what we have to do at times, when yep. we're not counted on, when we're not given it, we have to kind of tell the world, well, F you. I'm going to do it another way. I'm going to prove it to you another way. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I, I, I don't have a problem with that. Sometimes, you know, the, the challenge becomes a lot harder. The road becomes a lot tougher for all of us. Yep. And... And you just have to find a way to get it done. And you have to prove people wrong. And sometimes you have to take a road that others don't have to take. But uh, I'll tell you this. It'll be the most satisfying road he'll ever achieve if he's able to have success in Washington and catapult that to that head coaching job. So that that will be the most satisfying thing if he's able to succeed in Washington. One, yep. because of that environment. Okay. Yep, because you're gonna get you're gonna get extra bonus points. Like if he would have become the offensive coordinator in San Francisco, people would have said, 
well, dude, you took over a team that was loaded and you took over a, a defense that limits people down to 12 points. All you got to do is score 15. I'm not impressed. You go to Washington and you fix that mess. Yep. That's going to be impressive. Yep. That's Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so NFL Network this this uh, this afternoon after the Fangio yeah, press yeah. conference. Yeah, as soon as the Fangio press conference is over, Dolphins fans, tune in to NFL Network. I'll talk some uh, some more Vic Fangio, give you some insight you didn't hear in the presser, and then I'll talk a little bit about free agency so you'll get some insight from me. I'll start with offense in the first hour, defense in the second hour. I'm giving you guys insight that, uh, that nobody else knows. So come, come join me. Uh, there and uh, yeah, we'll talk some ball. So this is my last uh, work assignment of the week. I got one day, and I'm going to Puerto Rico for the rest of the week to AK with uh, my wifey, and then I'm going getting back to the combine mode after that. But this is our time to try to get in some vacay. But I'm still working on a on a holiday for a lot of people. Uh, so you know, favorite song I've sent you over the last few days. Oh, uh, the three us song was very good. Um, that was a very good one that you sent me. Tuka Utes rooting. Yes, yes, I like that yeah, vibe. You know, like I, to me. Oh my yesterday, god, that was. I like, like, like. Trust me, my wife. My wife loves the cold weather. I love the warm weather, mostly because this time of year I can let my window down and just vibe to some music with great weather. And that that weather, listening to that song was was perfect. Um, and so I'll vibe to that one for sure. Um, the De La Soul song you sent me, uh, I think was Buddy. Buddy. Yeah, Buddy. That, was, that was pretty yeah. good too. Um, so yeah, yeah man. Q uh, tips in it from um, yeah, yeah, from um, well, Q tip did uh, solo stuff, but he's with uh, damn it, what's the 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 other uh, rap band that he's with? Um, ah, Tribe Called Quest, man. Oh yes, damn yes, it. yes. Yeah. So yeah. So there you go. All right. So there we we I was I was sending him some stuff over the weekend after we talked. Yeah, we so had a whole we had a whole conversation that, about rap music that that uh, I mean missed. I said Arrested Development, that oh, Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee is a great song. So, yeah, so I'm catching up, man. I'm catching up on stuff that was before my time, but I need to listen to. So I'm with go. it. All right, Cam. All enjoy right, your uh, enjoy your afternoon. We will uh, talk to you later on in the week from Puerto Rico. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right, be good, baby. There you go. The Wolf Pack has been unleashed. This podcast replay is brought to you by Sloman's Home Security. The first 40 big O listeners right now dial 1 800 Alarm Me. We'll get this limited time offer a free doorbell camera that connects directly to your smartphone with installation of your Sloman's Shield. Call 1 800 Alarm Me. Keep your family safe. Call 1 800 Alarm Me. Number three of the program. Appreciate all of you out there, as always, for tuning in and keeping it locked here. Remember, you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. Griffin Gaming, thank you for the love on the super chat. And, yes, we already talked about Ronaldo Hill being named defensive pass uh, coordinator for uh, Mr. Um, uh, Fangio, which uh, I found out today, did not even know. They're going to have a press conference at 1 o'clock, so you guys will get to hear Fangio. I don't know what he's got to say, but whatever. We'll uh, we'll get a know-nothing press conference at 1 o'clock. Maybe, maybe he'll have something. I don't know what. Maybe he'll say he... Uh... I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. He likes to attend orgies. I, I have no idea. Maybe he'll say something. I have no idea what he's going to possibly say 
in February of an offseason. I'm happy to be here, looking forward to working with the guys, still uh, addressing the coaching staff. I'm talking to everybody on board. We will make some changes. We'll tell you when. I'm very excited about Ronaldo Hill. I've, I've known him for a while. Da, 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 da. So there you go. So, I mean, the, the same old company line stuff and and all that. I, I just don't really expect too much from a February, a mid-February press conference. Uh, how about uh, that for Ricky Steinhouse Jr.? All these multi-car teams are in the single car team that beats them all. Sure takes luck, but he was in position and won. Yeah, all the crashes at the end kind of set him up. So, yeah. Griffin says, we didn't have an official OC in 84 from the looks of it. I'm sure there was a de facto play caller, but I can't find it. In 84. The great Chuck Studley. <laughs> yeah, press conferences will be very vanilla, says Zachary. Yeah, that's probably what is going to end up happening, unfortunately. We got the Panthers at 1 o'clock, by the way. So we've got women's groups. Uh, women's groups are mad at um, at Tiger Woods. Did you guys see this? Did you see this story, Sean, about, about women's groups being mad at Tiger Woods? It happened on, I believe it was Thursday, the first day of the tournament. And I don't think we talked about it. I'm, I'm sure that we didn't actually talk about it on Friday. But uh, Tiger Woods was starting his first round with Justin Thomas. Okay. And he apparently hit it farther than Justin Thomas. And in the process, uh, Tiger handed Justin Thomas kind of like secretly a tampon. Kind of a joke. Like you hit like a girl. Maybe we should put you in the tees up ahead of us. And, you know, that I, I was able to beat you. It's kind of ball busting, whatever. So apparently now, women's groups, Kara Sugar, CEO of the Women's Global Empowerment Fund, tells TMZ, Tiger's tampon moment was not only misogynistic, but also tone deaf and straight up disrespectful to women and girls all over the world. Sugar ripped the golfing legend, wonder, wondering if he's imitating periods of, of embarrassment or shameful or a sign of weakness. So he was it was Friday playing his round at the Genesis Invitational in L.A. with Justin Thomas. He hit the ball farther than Justin, handed him a Tampax to his friend and competitor. The misguided sen sentiment, Justin hits like a girl. The women's group say it's sad to see Tiger do this because he's a grown man with a daughter and they feel the joke distracts from the serious issue involving mental health and periods, which women and girls around the globe face. Brother, we are raising the softest society in the world. It, what we end up doing is we shelter people to a point that then they are not prepared for the real world. We do this with our kids. We protect them, protect them, protect them. We don't let them work. We don't let them take on real responsibilities. They really don't know how tough life is. And so then all of a sudden, 
after they're sheltered and they go through high school and they go through college and then they find out, oh my God, the world's a son of a bitch. People are unfair. People are racist. People are misogynistic. They're, they're, they're whatever. And then they're freaking out. And so our kids are like, it's like society gets more weak by the generation. We, we got to get past, like, you can't joke around, dude. Oh, and by the way, women of the world, you don't hit farther than men. You don't lift more weights than men. You're not stronger than men. That's just the way it goes. Okay? Sorry. Now, is there some woman in the world that can outlift a guy somewhere? Of course. There are freaks for everything. There's probably some guys that are incredibly weak, and then there's probably some power-lifting women that could probably, you know, okay, great. I know that if I got in a ring, Layla Lee would probably kick my ass. I get all of that. But on average, men are going to be stronger. Men are going to be faster. Men are going to be able to hit the ball farther. That's just the way it goes because of the genetics. It has nothing to do with jokes. It has nothing to do with anything but freaking reality. That's just the way it is. This is why I always have this conversation that men should never hit women because women aren't really going to hurt you. They can hit you and slap you. Know, yeah, if, if it's Layla Lee hitting you, yeah, you might get hurt a little bit there. Okay? I get it if it's a professional fighter or something. But if it's your normal girlfriend, wife, whatever, you do what Jay-Z did. You, you, you hold, you wait, that's it. You don't hit back. You don't do anything because their slaps aren't going to hurt you. I'm sorry. Is that misogynistic? Sorry. They're not going to hurt me. Okay? I'm 6'1", 270, I think it is now. No girl's going to hurt me with a slap. Okay? That's just the way it is. It's not misogynistic. It's nothing. It's freaking reality. And Tiger handing the guy a tampon is a joke. But everybody gets bothered about any stinking comment that's out there, even if it's the truth or even if it's just a joke. We can't joke around anymore. And this is why we're there, because we shelter everybody to a point. Maybe that's, you know, the the twisted part about Neil Rogers show back in the day, right? The idea was to desensitize because that's how we were when we were young. That's why your dad can call you an idiot and five minutes later, you're hugging your dad, he's hugging you, and you forgot all about it because we're not sensitive. Oh, my father called me an idiot. Oh, I'm going to go cry in a corner. I'm never going to listen to him again for the rest of my life. That's how these kids are nowadays. They get insulted, and they're like, oh, my God, you insulted me. That's it. I have, what's that called? Um, turned you off. What's that called? The What they do in, the, in today's society? They, uh, what is it that they do? They shut you out. What's that called? I forgot. Damn it. What's, uh, what's that? Cancel. Cancel. Cancel culture. Yeah, of course you're canceling me because your punk ass is too sensitive. My God.
I had teachers that told me I would not amount to anything. <laughs> I laugh at that. <laughs> the hell, dude? What am I going to do? I mean, if, if these kids had the teachers we had back in the day, if they had the parents we had back in the day, we came out just fine. Just fine. Okay? We're just fine. We're probably better than fine because we're actually a lot tougher. You know, maybe that's the good thing about Richard Pryor and Don Nick, Don Rickles and, and Neil Rogers and all of these kind of comedians that brought out the reality, made fun of it, and kind of desensitized it all. Because that's kind of what happens to us. It desensitized it for us. We were able to laugh about these kind of things. We don't look into it like, oh, my God, we're insulting women. Really? Like women on average don't know that they don't hit longer than men? Come on. Give me a break. Who's insulting what? You don't live in reality? It's the, Our societies just get softer and softer by the day, and it's all our faults. Because we want what's best for our kids, but we want it to a point that it's unrealistic for everyone else. It's just, I, I saw that and it's like, really, women's groups are getting mad that he handed the guy a Tampax. Give me a break, dude. That's our problem here. We're so stinking sensitive in this world. You can't even joke around. My God. It's, I, again, you lose. <laughs> I win. Any of, anybody my age and older, we win. Okay? We got to joke around a lot. Okay? And, yeah, hate and racism and all that other stuff, that's, it's still here and it was there. But, man, could we at least handle adversity a lot better than any of the garbage that goes on now with these last couple of uh these millennials and these generation z's my god we did a terrible job in this country with these kids an absolutely terrible job we created a, a couple of generations of a bunch of wimps absolute wimps It's disgusting. I'm insulted. Okay? I'm insulted with the weakness that we've developed over the last 35 years. Cap for Life says this world is becoming the movie it, 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 it what is it? Um idiocracy soon will be uh watering our lawns with Gatorade, bro. Coincidentally, all under the watch of a woman VP. Oh, that's cap for life. Please give me a break. This has nothing to do with woman VP. Don't don't start that bullshit. Okay, this has been going on for a couple of decades already. We've been developing this. Has nothing to do. With Please don't don't start don't start with your Democratic and Republican stuff. Okay, you're both garbage. Okay, cap for life. You're both garbage. Okay, there's nothing more sewer ridden than the than the orange man we just had for four years. Okay, there's nothing worse than that piece of shit 
that was there in, in the office for four years. Okay. Biden's a bum and he ain't nothing. I get all of that. Okay. Biden's the same bad president we voted in, like George Bush Jr., just like Gerald Ford. It's all the same. But please don't don't try to make it like a Democrat or a Republican thing. Please. Okay. Both parties are nothing but swill and garbage. Okay. Well, except for the Republicans, they're a little deeper in the garbage because they've got Marjorie Taylor Greene, Gates, Santos, and Trump. They're 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 farther in the sewage than 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 the than the Democrats. But please don't 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 try to make it like one side's better than the other. Cap for life, you know. Please, bro, get out of here with that shit. Okay, get out of here with that. Just uh, I, I'm so sick of you loser Democrats, you loser Republicans that you think your side has something, like it's figured something out. You're both disgraces. And you're both losers if you think your side's got it figured out, okay? Because if you think the Democrats got it figured out, you're a freaking loser. And if you think the Republicans got it figured out, you're another freaking loser. So please, stop stop with the ignorance and the stupidity, okay? You're just as stupid as the people that actually think there was a rigged election, okay? That's why you had a lot of dumbasses listening to Fox and buying all that crap. So please don't play the political game here because I'm going to crush you if you're a Democrat. I'm going to crush you if you're a Republican. You're both a joke, Cap for Life. So get lost with those kind of comments. Jesus Christ. It's just, a, yeah, sheep. That's what it is. You loser Democrats and you loser Republicans, you're nothing but sheep. You can't think for yourselves. And you actually defend any of those sides. Give me a break. Okay. Why? Because one's slightly deeper in the sewer than the other. You're both in the sewer. Okay. And nothing made it worse than the last guy that was in, in the presidency. That made it, that's the ultimate low point of our entire existence as Americans. So enough already with any of those sides. So, hey, Zachary, listen, if you don't want politics, get lost, bro. Here. There you go. You can block Zachary too now there, Sean. Bro, listen, let me tell you guys something. I talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about on this show. So you don't like it, Zachary? Get lost, bro. Get lost. So if I feel like slamming Joe Biden or Trump or anybody, I'm going to do it. You don't like it? Get lost. If I want to talk crypto or music or I want to talk about life or I want to talk about sports, that's what this show is. Okay, I'm going to talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about. And if you idiots want to think you want to defend your Democrats or Republicans, I'll be happy to embarrass you. I'll, I'll take pleasure in embarrassing you. And if you don't like it, Zachary, guess what? You don't get to comment on it anymore because you broke the rule of this show. If I catch you trying to tell me what to talk about, you're gone. You're gone. You will not comment on the show. Now you get to watch if you feel like it, Zachary, but you're never going to comment again unless you want to go open another email. You can go ahead and do that. But now you can't comment ever again on the show. You're gone. Your history. You're in the archives. So if you want to tune out, you can go ahead and tune out. But I'm not here to do what you want to do. I'm here to do whatever I want to do. It's called the Big O Radio Show. Understand that. And rule number one is 
I make the rules, not you. So if you don't like what you, you're not hearing, you're more than, it's a free country, my man. Free country. Griffin, I think it's time for the U.S. to consider national divorce. As a libertarian, I know I'd be happy. We can't come up with one good, one good candidate, bro. One. They give us Trump, Hillary, Bernie, Biden. Like, give me a break, dude. I saw an article the other day where they said, well, let's ranking the Republican candidates. Well, why don't we rank the, the seven dwarfs, too, at the same time? Give me a break. It's just like, all right. Let's talk about extended warranties. I'm with you. That's that. That's good conversation right there, Pat. Extended warranties. I'm with you there. That is, that that's good conversation there. Extended warranties. Love to talk about that. That's quality talk, right there. When sports and business collide, we like doing something called the KSDT CPA. Sports Business Report. Well, Sean, your boy wants a lot of money. Vince McMahon is seeking $9 billion for WWE, according to Bloomberg. The 77-year-old McMahon reinstated himself as executive chairman to oversee the sale of his wrestling empire and set the stage for WWE's next cycle of media rights deals. Despite leaving WWE last year over a sexual misconduct lawsuit, McMahon still rules the controlling shareholder. Front office sports previously reported Saudi Arabia's public investment fund leads the list of possible bidders for WWE. The deep-pocketed fund has upended the golf industry with its financial backing of, of Rebel Live Golf's challenge with the PGA Tour. WWE has a 10-year agreement to hold two live events annually in the kingdom. The deal is worth $100 million a year, WWE, according to WrestleNomics. Is that you follow that site, WrestleNomics? Uh, there, uh, Sean Stanley. Yes, I do. You would. Uh, anyway, the Saudis have plenty of competition if they want the WWE, according to Bloomberg. Endeavor Group, which bought the controlling interest in the UFC at four billion and sixteen, Comcast, NBC, Universal Media, and Fox Corp already boast media deals for Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown, and Amazon, which has. $1 billion a year deal with the NFL through 2033 and the Walt Disney Company where Bob Iger recently returned to power. Yet McMahon may not find many buyers eager to pay his price considering the shaky global economy and rising interest rates. A valuation of $9 billion amounts to about seven times what the company is at $1.2 billion in sales last year and 23 times the adjusted operating income before depreciation and amortization before at the high end for the entertainment industry. So apparently he is asking for too much money. 
which means the Saudis will buy it because they don't really care about profits. So you tell me, Sean, what's going to happen here with this? Who's going to end up buying this? Because he's asking for a lot of money. Well, Talk to me. I have always thought that the only person that was going to beat the WWE would be Vince McMahon. And obviously right now, again, he has the most... Uh, the most to gain, he has the most shares in WWE. So the higher he can sell, the better. He's not he's not selling it for WWE name. He doesn't have a lot left. I mean, he's over what is he now seventy? So, you know, he's getting up there. So he's I, I think honestly he's probably going to go for the money because why not at this point for him? I mean, again, this is what he created. Um. You know, again, back in the old days, his dad only sold him on the premise he would not run over the other territories. A year later, a year after his dad died, he uh, started taking over. And then this is what we have today. So ultimately, I can see, you know, him. It sounds like the, the Saudis will buy it because it's a, an irresponsible number that I think others may not be willing to go to that extreme. No, nah, and, and the only one that I could see being right would be, I guess, NBC Universal because they already have Peacock, which has the WWE Network, so they already own all that. You know, they have the streaming rights to it. You know, there, but you know, again, if the if the Saudis buy it, it goes into who's going to give them the rights to stream. Who's going right. to give you know? And right now they're on NBC Universal TV with USA. Uh, they're on Fox right now. You know, and then. The women wrestlers and there's other there's other people that don't go to the Saudi shows because of you know beliefs and and everything else. Um, Sami Zayn, who is just on the Elimination Chamber, is one of them. Uh, there's a bunch of them that you know that will not. Will they? You know, again, I get it. They're gonna own it. Um, will they be heavily involved in it? No idea, but. Uh, but it'd be very interesting to see what actually goes down. And then, I mean, again, if they pay $9 billion for it, do they pay, do they pull them off of Peacock? And just, I mean, obviously they don't care about money. So just pay Peacock what they owe them to break the contract and then start streaming their own and charge more. I mean, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. But my my main thing was the only person that would, Take out WWE would be Peacock would probably want to break that contract just so they don't have to deal with the blowback from the public and the whole Saudi thing. You would think. So yeah, I mean, it's just going to be it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. Or does he just start? Is this just a number to bring up other bidders to sell off? And maybe they he felt they're being lowballed. So if he wants nine million, somebody says I'll give you five million. That's more than. uh, Whatever one million, yeah, I mean, one billion they're more, worth. I'm sorry, five billion. That's a lot more, a lot billion, more than an NFL team. Yeah. Okay. But you have to remember, I mean, it's also they. Um, you know, it it's the entertainment aspect. They have movies that they that they have. They have the music side of it. There's more to it than just the wrestling. Oh, I get it. So it's, they'll it's, be buying the whole uh, influx of right. WWE. But again, right. there's been no real blockbusters. You know, the Marine one through nine is not. Uh, you know a uh, blowout at Blockbuster in, in Oregon there or anything like that. They're not selling millions of uh, the Marines right. or anything like that. So, 
you know, but you. again, I think, I think right now it's, you're going to see, is it money or is he just driving up the price because he feels he's getting lowballed? because everybody knows that he wants to sell. So now it's, well, I want 9 billion. They, everybody knows that the Saudis will give it. Maybe he's just driving up that price. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. Crazy. $9 billion. That's a lot of money. I'm going to be interested to see at what price does it finally go. That, ladies and gentlemen, is your KSDTCPA Sports Business Report. And scan now, folks. Tax season is coming. It's here. Business, personal taxes. Use that code right there. Dade Broward in Palm Beach counties. We've got an office coming in North Carolina very soon. But scan there, baby, and get your taxes done. Great people. And they've got a crypto department, too. KSDT, CPA, Sports Business Report. This has been the KSDT Sports Business Report. KSDT. All right, all right, all right. Appreciate all of you out there, as always, keeping it nice and locked here on the program. I see uh, Dow's down a little bit. All right. What else? What else do we got going on? What What is going on in the world right now? Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh no, that's closed now. That's right. We ain't got nothing going on right now. They closed. Only only crypto is open now. Uh, let's see. Let's see. There's. Uh, I don't see anything new on. I'm looking around on Twitter and looking to see if there's any other headlines out there, but I don't see anything earth shattering. I don't know if you see anything coming through um oh canes hoops uh yeah we do have a little breaking news canes hoop has moved up two spots to number 13 in the ap25 poll pretty cool pretty cool he's a hell of a coach man he is just one great freaking coach jim laranaga god he is impressive dude uh, Joseph five says, Oh, an ex-girlfriend took me to a place years ago called the pleasure emporium to look at lingerie. I've never been more disgusted with the creeps there, <laughs> but see that you gotta, if she's going to look at lingerie, Joseph five, dude, there's only one place you go to. It's not the pleasure emporium that you go for a for that for lingerie if you're going for toys then i get why you go to the pleasure emporium but dude there's only one place to go it's called victoria's secret that's where you go that's where you're supposed to take her juice f5 dude you, you dropped the ball you sammy smith it right in the end zone against the oilers twice because remember sammy didn't do it not one not two. So, you know, it, it, brother, come on. That is the law. Okay? As Nino Brown would say, that's the law. Come on. You got to take her to Victoria's Secret if she's looking for that. 
Plus, it's a better atmosphere. And then you're going to be the perv because you're there with your girl, but then you're going to see other women there. So then you'll be the perv. So be the perv and go to Victoria's Secret. What's wrong with you? Juice F5, you dropped the ball on that one. Yes, sir, Brett. RIP to Richard Belzer. I did talk about it earlier. Uh, let's see. Eric Storm says, Victoria's Secret doesn't uh, carry bigger than Triple D cups, though. Well, wait, How do you know his girl has bigger than Triple D cups? Or it's your girl that has bigger than Triple D cups. That's that's some that's that's a that's a wide load. Okay, so wide load there, Triple Ds. That is that's a lot of fun. Slightly more than a handful. Uh, what else do we have? Was Pee Wee Herman there? King Short wants to know. <laughs> Yes, Alvin Kamara is in trouble. Yes, he he got indicted for that. Yeah, he's a dumbass. Yeah. Uh, Florida Boy says, not sure if you missed my super chat. Oh, uh, oh I'm sorry. Let me see. Uh, oh, Florida Boy, I'm sorry. There it is. Hey, oh, what do you think of the XFL? I was at San Antonio's game yesterday. Went, for, went from a blowout to an L in a matter of seconds in the fourth quarter. Florida boy, I did not watch any of it, so I cannot comment on it at all. Okay. I did not watch one second of the XFL. Maybe I'll catch some of it this coming week. Uh, I'll try uh, to catch some of it, but I did not watch anything, so I can't comment on it, dude. I I would love to. I appreciate you sending me the super chat. Sean and I appreciate that immensely, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I did not watch any of it, so I'd be... You know, I'm not gonna bullshit you and say, "Oh, I saw this, that," and I didn't. I haven't even seen the highlights. I I didn't even see that. The only highlights I watched, like I told you, was the three point contest and the dunk contest, and some of the Metcalf dunks uh, for the All Star weekend. Those are the only thing. And I didn't even watch him. I didn't watch the All Star game. I watched the the condensed highlights on YouTube. Which again, thank you, YouTube. Thank you for for adding that element. It is just so fantastic. All I need now is, you know, I, I want Bitcoin to hit 25, maybe move on to 26 today. Come on. That's it's all I'm asking. It's all I'm asking. Bitcoin's up uh, almost one and a half percent. It's up to 24,878. It wants to, it wants to bust out. And by the way, it looks that a lot of this pump is coming from Asia. Uh, China, is now allowing uh, institutions, not necessarily retail, not the average person yet, because they want to keep them dumb and controlled. Uh, kind of like what the U.S. government's doing to some of you out there, telling you about crypto and telling you Bitcoin and all that, and it's FUD and all that, because they want to keep you stupid. Um, but anyway, they the and Japan now is also allowing its citizens and everybody to go full board. You know, it's funny when people tell you, well, uh, you know, China is against crypto. V-Chain's Chinese. Okay, and check out the surge in V chain. It went from two under two and a half cent, like two point four, two point three, and it's gone over three cent. And to make that move, it's a double digit move. Obviously, that there's a lot of money coming in from from the Far East. 
So I, I think a lot of this crypto pump is coming from, from China and Japan. There's a lot of money being put into the markets. And so, and I think crypto is definitely one of them that is, that is, you know, benefiting. And I think some of the issues, I, I, I think the issues with Bitcoin, it's going to go up faster than I think even I expected because of all the crap that's going on around the world. And I think other countries are going to start to embrace it big time. Big O, this country, we can't talk to one another anymore. It's uh, it's this view or that view, and then there's nothing in the middle. People don't see each other's views anymore and need to just come together as Americans. Dan B, there is less and less of the, of the middle of the Democrats and the Republicans. There's less and less of those. The, 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 the Republicans and the Democrats that are more in the middle, like what you're talking about, we can see eye to eye. We can, you know, talk about the issues and, and compromise and those kind of things. It's the extremes. That's the part that I hate about Democrats and Republicans, that they're not willing to talk enough about how their parties are ruined by the extreme left and the extreme right. That's our problem, Dan. Okay. In general, there's nothing wrong with Democrats or Republicans. Okay. In general, the, that small portion that's in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Difference points of views. One might be more conservative. The other might be more liberal, whatever, you know, all those silly things, you know, we could, we could argue and, and, and discuss and all that, but it's the extremes. And then, and then that's what I hate about Democrats and Republicans that drives me crazy is that the ones that think that their parties are perfect or their parties are on the right side. That's the part I love. Like they think they've got it right and the other part's got it wrong. No, 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 no. And that's, and they allow that crap to pollute them. Okay. From an Ocasio to a, a Marjorie, even though they're completely different, right. But they're kind of like, you know, Ocasio, she doesn't like any unions, dude. She votes against, she never supports any unions. Like, you know, things like that, like whatever, man. It's just uh, that's our problems, bro. The extremes, the extremes are an issue in our country and Democrats and Republicans just don't see it, don't do enough about it. And then they're allowing those people to grow because they're really stupid and misinformed. And that's what that's what, you know, that's what ruins it all. And we've allowed those sectors to grow. And because of all the misinformation that's out there. This is what happens with misinformation. That's why I get pissed off at the people that misinform you about Bitcoin. And I take it personal because I know that you all are getting screwed. We're getting, I'm screwed, getting screwed just like you. But I know that there's something better on the horizon for all of us. You know, because eventually the, the status quo will not work. The trillions of deficit that we're in is going to cripple us. So that's all. Did you hear Paul Pierce is in trouble? Yes, we uh, talked about it on the crypto show on Saturday. Yes, he had to pay, the idiot had to pay $1.4 million, $1.3 million or something like that of a fine. Yeah, because he lied. Um, Rosendo says, I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. Yeah, but you only get it in a Coke song. You don't get it in reality. Chris Johnson, that will never happen, Dan. Come together. Yeah, right. And everyone will get along in a perfect world. 
Yeah, Chris, you're right about that, bro. <laughs> it sucks. Hey, oh, can you give an example of extreme? I just gave you one. What are you you butt hurt too, bro? Just gave you one with Ocasio. Very naive. A lot of her thinking, but that's all right. Whatever, bro. You're absolutely correct, though. Both Democrats and Republicans are jokes. Elect clowns uh, expect circuses. That's what we get from each side. So uh, Congress uh, permeates the extremes so that we don't pay attention to. Exactly. You are, you are correct. Yeah, all this crap is, is, is so we then don't pay attention to what's really going on. You are correct. Yes, you are. You are a thousand percent right, EJ Barro. You are a ton on the right side. They create all that kind of stuff, and then the, what's really going on goes right under the freaking radar, and, and most of America misses it. You are correct, sir. Cap for Life says, I took notes Saturday afternoon. Crypto is the real deal, bro. <laughs> I never know if any of you are joking or actually really true, you know, really believing it. It's too funny. Um, just out of curiosity, you know, it's 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 interesting. Like nobody knows what San Francisco's going to do at quarterback. But I, I read where Vernon Davis was saying that the team is going to lead to Trey Lance and that. And that um, uh, Purdy will be the backup, right? And then I see Jeff Garcia come out and say, well, you know, if I'm them, obviously Purdy has to be the starter. You know, uh, he's proven more than than uh, Trey Lance, which is true, actually. Right? And remember, this is the interesting part. Vernon Davis is the high draft pick stud player that turned into a hell of a player throughout his career, right? And then Jeff Garcia is the guy that did not get any respect, was told by the NFL, you're not good enough. You have to go to the CFL. Jeff Garcia went to the CFL, played really well, then got himself an NFL contract with San Francisco and had a couple pretty good years in, in, in that system and played pretty good, right? So Jeff is leaning to the Purdy kid, who's the seventh round pick, Mr. Irrelevant, and Vernon Davis is leading to the high draft pick. You know, it's kind of interesting how all of that kind of works out. But let me tell you something. Here's the interesting part about what's going on with San Francisco. They might think Purdy might be the better quarterback at the moment. But their problem is they're not getting over the hump. They're not winning a Super Bowl. And they have the team now that has to win a Super Bowl, and the window is now. But here's the other problem they have. They traded three first-rounders in a second, technically two, because you still had to use a – you know, you used one of your first-rounders to draft Trey Lance. So it's really two first-rounders and a second-rounder. So you made an enormous trade to move up to get Trey Lance because you switched one of the first-round picks, and then you added two. So that's why I call it really two first-rounders in a second. But it's technically three first-rounders because you're using a first-rounder to draft a kid, plus two more in a second. You have to justify that. You have no choice. Brock Purdy did a really nice job, but he wasn't, like, amazing. Now, incredibly tough, 
kid's a calm, cool, collective guy. He'll make tough throws. He didn't have to make a ton of them, but he made them when you needed them. And he made them at times, a lot of times, by the way, not, not, not at times, a lot of times on third down. They made that kid throw the money throw and, and, and convert. So he has proven way more than Trey Lance ever has. Trey Lance has not looked good whenever he's gotten an opportunity. But because of the move, the front office and the coach, obviously the coach must have loved him. And then the front office must have loved him too. And they both went all in for this guy. They have no choice but to go with Trey Lance because they already know what they have in Purdy. If you go back and start with Purdy, that means you have given up on Trey Lance. So Vernon Davis is right. I don't know if he knows it by the way I explained it. I think he might be just guessing maybe, but the way I look at it is San Francisco will have to give Trey Lance every opportunity to start this offseason. Okay, plus Purdy's not going to be ready till the beginning of the year. So he will have the entire offseason. He has to make them feel pretty comfortable by then. And if he does, then he'll get the initial opportunity of it. And then if he screws it up, you can go back to Purdy because he's your seventh round pick. He's under contract and it is what it is. You control him. It's not like he can complain about this. But actually, Vernon Davis is right because the investment was so ridiculous that it, we've come to the point now that they have to crap or get off the pot. They need to find out already if Trey Lance can play. They have to find out, is this a bust of a move or is this kid ready to bust out? So very interesting what San Francisco has to do, politics and everything involved in it. They're probably going to have to go in that direction with, with Trey Lance. Be interesting to see if he actually can can make the transition. Uh, Cap for Life says, I'm serious as a heart attack. I made notes, list of partnerships, integration, all hypes on the chain link, and Polygon. Trust me, bro. I might screw around, but this is serious. Need uh, to be serious. I'm there. Okay. All right. Chainlink's gone up since I talked about it. Since we even talked about Chainlink, that is, and to me, the Ethereum, you know, it was just under 1700 Ethereum. And I think we are waiting for, we're, we're waiting for an explosion from Ethereum that is about to happen. Any, any day now, any minute now, it's at 1699 right now. It's still right under 1700. I think when it when it runs, it's going to run right over two thousand right away, right away. But it it's about to happen, man. I'm telling you, I just I just have a feeling uh, it is deflationary, and I think it's a monster headed in the right direction, like a lot of them. And you guys can go check out some of the coins that I talked about that are still really good bargains right now. Uh, we've given you some of them have already moved since we uh, gave it to you. So, uh, by the way, polka dots up to 750. It got to like 779, I believe, this weekend. Then it came back down a little bit. But polka dots also been making moves since that guy. One of our listeners reached out to me and like 
half-assed joked, but was really kind of taking a shot because I know, because even with those jokes, there's always some truth in those jokes. And it's like, oh, my wife's pissed at me because of the polka dot. Since that, since he's been, since he's, you know, sent me that text, all it's done is slowly, you know, gone up. So I, I wonder where, I, I don't know the guy's name. I forgot, but I remember him all the time because it's, he told me that his wife was mad about the investment. And I thought that was funny as hell. Uh, Dan B says, also, Purdy's going to have Tommy John surgery, so he isn't going to be ready for this season. Well, he is going to be ready, but it'll be right at the beginning of the year. So that's why he will he has to get every opportunity. And he has to justify the trade one way or the other. Justify that it was a good trade or justify that it was a bad trade so they can move on and say, okay, Purdy's the guy, and then if he's not the guy, then we're going to have to find another guy. You know, that kind of stuff. So they got to do that. Uh, what else? Big O Vic needs to get a middle line, but yes, he will. I'm sure he will, bro. I'm sure he will. You keep mentioning Ethereum. I think I might have invest on that one on your thoughts. Uh, you can't lose with Ethereum, my brother. Ethereum and Bitcoin are, are, are two can't miss in my eyes. I'm not a financial advisor. You know, you should call a professional for, for financial advice, but for for this dude here that loves crypto, um, that's your Apple, that's your Amazon, that's your Microsoft stock. You know, it, that's one of those money stocks that you that you can't lose with uh, with with um, Ethereum or Bitcoin at all. So, uh, Juicef Five says, "Oh, when was your first crypto show so I can watch it?" Just uh, about a month ago. You could just go on the go on the go on our YouTube page. And just hit the videos, hit live, and then just go down. I, I want to say, what was this, Sean? The third or fourth show, I want to say? Third show? Third show? So three weeks. That's it. Three weeks. And by the way, great job with the logo by Sean. Absolutely great job. And Juicef 5 thank you for the super chat. Griffin Gaming, thank you for the super chat. AOC and Taylor Green are not extremists by any means. They're just... Uh, what is it? Neocons and neolibs who who pay moderate lip service to the uh, populist movement in a desperate attempt to gain their vote. It's kind of comical. Yeah, but they're the problem in their in their parties. They're still the problem in their parties, Griffin. Those are the kind of people that they're kind of you know. Bernie's kind of extremist too, Sanders. Uh, let's see. I haven't looked into crypto since I invested at the wrong time. What are your thoughts on Cardano's future? Amazing. I love Cardano. I don't stop buying Cardano. Don't stop. I'm still buying it because it hasn't made it. Now it's loaded as I go listen to the crypto show. And I, and I explain it the last, the last, I think the two weeks ago, I explained the Cardano stuff. You may want to get into it, but I'm a huge Cardano guy. Enormous freaking love cardano griffin so i i think cardano will turn into just an absolute beast uh let's see do, 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 do. i'm sorry blaze is the one that asked me about that uh let's see big o what free agent linebackers i don't until i know who are the free agents i'm not talking about it yet we got to know who signed who got tagged who didn't who got traded, 
all that kind of stuff. We still don't know, my brother. So until we get to that date and that we know everybody, then I'll get into it because I don't want to start talking about somebody that then gets tagged. I hate that. I used to do that over the years, and I would waste my time talking on that, and I'm not going to do that. I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to wait till I find out who really is available in free agency, and then we will then look at that list and say, okay, I like this guy, this guy, this guy. I hope Fangio likes this guy. I hope McDaniel gets that guy. I hope Chris Greer and company are going after this guy. You know, Then we'll get into it. Uh, is a digital wallet trying to copy a crypto wallet or is it integrated? It's it's that's what it is. It's a crypto wallet. Digital wallet is a crypto wallet. So you get like a Trezor, get a Model T or a Nano, you know, something like that. And that and that's where you wherever you buy, you then move it right to your 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 cold storage wallet right away. You don't keep anything on any exchanges. OK, don't do that, sir. Or ma'am out there. Keep it all locked in. All right. What else do we have? Hey, do you think Tommy Fury is going to beat Jake Paul there, uh, Sean? What do you think? I honestly can care less about this garbage. Neither do I. Uh, Normally, I don't care much about it. But sure, I will say this. I'm sure it'll get postponed right before the fight. You think so? They've Did been trying the this for like five Tom- times. Did you see Tommy Fury in the video of his jab? No? Well, then let's play it for you. So Tommy Fury is getting ready for his fight with Jake Paul. Sunday, February 26th. So he put a there's a picture here of Jake Paul, and then this is one of those punching machines. And here, let me just let you hear from Tommy Fury talking about his jab. Do you know what I do? I'm gonna use my jab because I don't want to scare him off too much. I never have a feeling if I use my right hand, he might not show up. So I'm praying for him. Ready? Right. Ready? So there's a jab. <laughs> Oh, and that's what would happen in the ring. Oh my God. And that is with the jab. Oh, just the jab. That's the jab. That's the jab. It's what I say, if I threw the right hand, he wouldn't be showing up. Do you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna use my jab because I don't want to scare him off too much. I never have a feeling if I use my right hand, he might not show up. So I'm praying for him. Ready, right. Ready? So there's the jab. <laughs> Oh, and that's what would happen in the ring. Oh, my God. And that is with the jab. Just the jab. That's the jab. Let me turn it on now. Ha ha, yes. So I'm just saying, for those of you that are dying to see Jake Paul get his ass kicked, does that inspire you that he might get his ass kicked? <laughs> oh man, that's uh, that's pretty good. Would you you, you give that? What do, what do you give that, Sean? Uh, out of a one out of ten, what do you what do you give that? That's a ten. It looks great on social media with nobody in front of him punching back. <laughs> that's true. It's like that scene from uh, Bruce Lee 
and um, I forgot what movie it was. The guy hits a, uh, throws up a board and breaks it in half, and Bruce looks at him and says, "Boards don't hit back." <laughs> it's like Mike Tyson, right? Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face, right? I think that's what that's what uh, his line was, something along those lines. Um, let's see. We're paying them 174000 yearly. I'm not laughing, plus a pension of 84000 I know. I know. I know. But you think about it, okay? That's a lot of lipstick for George Santos. So when he does go out on drag, he'll have plenty of money to buy some of that stuff and get new dresses and things like that. So, you know, it's a good thing for George. You know, it's, it's, he gets to build up his wardrobe now. Even though he says he doesn't, you know, really dress in drag, but you know, what can we tell you? Has there anybody ever been like that guy? <laughs> the amount of lies, holy shit! All right, we thank Ira Windeman, we thank Cameron Wolf, Andy Barons will join us tomorrow on the show. Alan Poopar normally on Mondays, we switched him over to Tuesdays for this week. He'll get back to Mondays next week, but he'll join us tomorrow on the show. So we'll have uh, several guests joining us tomorrow on the show. We'll have some fun. We'll take uh, your comments, your questions, your insults, and, of course, your donations, Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show on Cash App or Venmo. And remember, you can always make a, a Bitcoin donation on Cash App or Venmo. Just want to make sure. We have none there before I go off the air. I hate when I go off the air and then I see one that I didn't see at the moment during the show. And then I couldn't thank the person. I can only thank them on, uh, you know, on the text. But anyway, thank you all out there. We will uh, see you guys tomorrow morning. Same time, same place, same bat channel. Have a great one.